my fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. my fellow domestic terrorists uh i'm your host james and joining me as always is my uh not so tall friend alan uh what's going on buddy what's going on what's happening not so tall what do you like i forget you're like five eight right no i'm five ten i'm not five two like you are you fucking garden gnome and five five on a good day so (laughs) i can't wait till we go to an event together and you make me look like a giant i'll look like baron trump next to you Um, i'm gonna wear my elevated sketcher shoes oh like robert de niro yeah. Okay. Just like Frankenstein. Oh, perfect. Well, today we got a really fun episode. Before we pay the bills and shout out our sponsors, I want to introduce this awesome guest that we got on today. Really excited that he's joining us. Uh, another fellow domestic terrorist, a uh, red hot Latina lover like myself. Gotta love them Latinas. I've been Rodney Smith, the guy behind Lord Petty, author of The Petty Principles, the host of Base News and the Lord Petty Podcast. Welcome, dude. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you having me, man. That was the greatest intro I've ever received. Well, dude, you're doing great work and you deserve a good intro. I usually say. I'm, I'm, I'm way better at, at doing podcasting than Alan, just to let you know. So Alan would not have given you a, a great intro. He would have p- pretty much told you to get fucked. But <laughs> yeah. glad, glad that you can make it and uh, really excited to have you on because uh, you, you're, you're hilarious, dude. Your, your content is so on point. Uh, it ruffles everybody's feathers and that's when you know you're doing something right because – uh, we talk about on this show constantly how it's not just the liberal left. The Republicans are big pieces of shit as well. Do nothing Republicans. And uh, we need a, a big paradigm shift in my mind. Um, so tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got started in being a domestic terrorist and spreading extremist disinformation. 
Well, I used to be a full-on Seattle libtard, and uh, I got I got laid off during COVID from my aerospace job. So I had about two weeks to kill, and I was sitting in my living room with my ex-girlfriend, and I, I watched a Trump briefing just to kind of, because I didn't like the guy, I watched a Trump briefing because I wanted to hate watch something. <laughs> and then uh, then I watched the news later on that night, and I saw how they chopped it up, and I didn't like the guy, but I was still, okay, that's not what he said. And so that was a big red pill moment for me. You know, when you look back on life, I've always had these little moments of things leading up to where I'd have my worldviews. Um but that was just kind of the big switch where I saw, okay, well, if this is bullshit, what else is bullshit? And then I went down the rabbit holes and now I'm a full on domestic terrorist. Well, welcome, dude. I'm glad you're part of the team. Uh, yeah. You're very welcome. And it's so funny because if, if the shoe was on the other foot, like if you were a conservative coming over to the liberals, they'd still be screeching, get the fuck out of here. We don't want you. You're an evil misogynistic pig. Go fuck right. yourself. Um, well, and I always wonder, is, is that even possible? You know, because a lot of people, you they say if you're not liberal when you're young, you don't have a heart. If you're not conservative when you're older, you don't have a brain. So how, how do you even flip that? You know, it's like once you know the quote truth, how do you go back to living in your feelings? How do you how do you how do you Benjamin Button mature? You know, no, that's a that's a valid point. You never you never hear that. Like you never hear someone that goes on a show or a, uh, has a talking point. They're like, yeah, I used to be a, a, a really strong conservative and have conservative values and then i you know this one moment flipped the switch where i was watching this thing and now i'm a diehard liberal and i suck at life like you never hear that ever so um, what was it was it rodney it was basically how you saw what the mainstream media did to donald trump in that specific uh you know speech you watched and just said oh you know wow that that's not what he said why are they doing this is that that's that was the red pill moment that just realizing that mainstream media is really just fucked up. I mean, that was the real because I beforehand, uh, you know, I'd seen Ben Shapiro videos in 2009 or something like that, but it was never something that really grasped my interest. I always knew. So going kind of way back without getting way too off course here, um, my, my grandfather, he was a really conservative guy, and I would make remarks about George Bush, about how I hate him, this and that. He would just ask me why, and I never had an answer. But then I would look at the media. You know, rappers were telling me conservatives are terrible people. My teachers were telling me conservatives are ter terrible people. And he was telling me he doesn't like black people. <laughs> right, and then so, but then I got older, and I realized, well, my grandfather is the nicest, kindest, most generous man I know. Like, if I can be half of what he is, I would be a great man. So it's like, then I look at these people that are talking shit on the left. It's like, okay, I don't want to be like these motherfuckers. And then so as I got older, then that, you know, the 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 Trump thing just really pushed it over the edge where I saw how the media was treating him. And that's when I realized, OK, it really is all bullshit. So my intuition was right. It's it's funny you say that uh, you hated George Bush and you had nothing. You had no reason as to why you hated him. I I could give you a ton of them now if you want to go back if your grandfather's <laughs> There's tons and tons of reasons why to hate that guy. That guy sucks. Um, but no, you're you're absolutely right. And, that's, and and what's really great is to see people like yourself be able to make that sh shift, be able to see things and put ego aside to put uh, you know whatever it is that's holding these people back from seeing reality because me and Alan say all the time like how the fuck do you not see these things at this point? It's so blatantly right. obvious. Most people, I believe it's because of ego or pride or whatever self um, gratification they want to give themselves as to why they, they're, they're not going to see reality. And most people don't have the balls to come out and say, hey, I, what I believed previously, I was wrong. I, I, I saw new information 
and I was able to come to a new conclusion based on the new information that was presented. And so many people have a hard time doing that. And I give you a lot of respect. And not only did you do that, you jumped in with both feet and started putting out content and putting everybody on blast, which even makes which is even harder for most people because most people that are conservative or conspiracy theorists their entire life they're still too scared to speak on it and say anything even if it's just to friends or family let alone to a on a public platform so i give you much respect did did you so did you write the petty principles before this realization or after uh way way after so that book it started out as just a big trolling move because i would find myself i'd be i used to argue with people a lot and uh, I've moved away from it just because as my presence gets a little bit more, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a huge cock, but as I get more known, uh, more people want to argue with me and I just can't do it. I'll lose my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. So people would ask platform. so people would ask me for for sources, and then I my I'd be like, dude, what do you mean a fucking source? Open up your eyes, dipshit, you know. Right. Go outside, especially because I'm living in Seattle. My car's getting stolen in front of my house. BLM and Tifa are burning down the city. People are like, oh, do you have a source for that? And Tifa is not an organized group. I'm like, dude, open up your fucking eyes. Walk down the street. And it wouldn't matter what source you give. It wouldn't matter what source you give because they will then dispute the source unless you're saying something. Well, If you didn't see it on CNN or MSNBC or or, or the New York Times, then your sources are invalid. They're bullshit. Right. Right. And so, so the book, because I made a tweet one day just saying, I'm going to write a book so I can source myself. So if somebody says, oh, do you have a source for that? I'd be like, well, here's a book. It's in literature. It's in print. It's, it's a, it's a it's whatever. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm a published author now. So here's my source. So I can just source myself. And so I started writing it as just kind of a joke, kind of trolling, but then I actually did want to provide value to people if they do spend the money on my book. So I put a lot of life lessons and stuff in there. It's it, it there's it's funny because at the at the core of everything I do, I do want to be a comedian. Um, but it does have a lot of just kind of red pill ideology and uh, things that I think will be of value, especially to younger guys with relationships and stuff like that. And it's right on Barnes and Noble, you're the real deal. Barnesandnoble.com, The Petty Principles, Volume One by Rodney Smith. Everybody so, go on Barnes and Noble right now and grab it. It's eleven ninety nine. Get it. Go pick up a copy. I got to pick up a copy myself. If I do, I want it signed. I'm going to send it out to you. I want it signed by the man himself, so I can put it on my bookshelf because I'm building one behind me, so I can look smart. That I read go. books. You know, when when I do the show, everybody's got the books behind them. I got to have like a library behind me, so that's what I'm building. And didn't I didn't read like- any of them, but I got them all right here. Why don't you just yeah. go bookshelf and draw? Use cardboard and just draw. That's actually a pretty good idea. They draw makeup books. <laughs> I have a bunch of books, but uh, I would st- I still got to pick pick up a copy. But w- what what you're talking about is is I think one of the best ways to get truth across. And we have our we have our good friend Bobby Sauce take naps, come on all the time. Oh, that's my homie. That's my big. That's my big dog right there. That's oh, that's my, my he's that's great. My, my OG. It's who I go to for advice. Oh, oh, well. Make make sure me and him are good friends. Make sure you, you tell him I said uh, I, I said hello because he's a piece of shit and get fucked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I say that to everybody. Um, but no, Bobby. Bobby is one of my favorite content creators on the internet. A very good friend of ours, um, and he's so good at his delivery and the way he puts truth in comedy and makes it easily digestible. People here, people like me and Alan who are very rough around the edges and uh, are very blunt. 
we just tell it as it is. And some people like yesterday we had a show, someone was complaining in the comments that we're cursing and they don't like it too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so sometimes we, we rub people the wrong way and uh, comedy brings laughter and makes some of these hard truths easier to digest because a lot of them are very hard truths. Like when you hear that these people are Satanists or pedophiles or doing these evil things, you're like, Oh shit. Like that's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. I like to use the term. If you go and look at my IG bio, I say putting the red pills in the applesauce, you know, it's kind of just spoon. That's, that's how I like to use humor. And that's something I've talked to with Bobby as well. He kind of, because I was a lot, you know, you guys already did get your strikes on YouTube. From what I understand, YouTube already nuked you. Yeah. Instagram's kind of shut that door on you. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of a conversation that I had with Bobby. I got to kind of thank Bobby for that. I'm in the position to still have some of my social channels because it's around that time where I was really going hard as fuck. And he's like, Hey man, you know, you, you kind of, you, you can sneak the message in there. And if people are smart enough, they'll pick up on it without me just running my big fucking mouth and getting nuked off everything. So shout out to Bobby sauce, man. Oh, he's a legend, dude. One of the greatest Patriots. I know I'm very blessed that and we've had him on the show. He's great uh, at what he does. He's, he's very great. No, we've had this conversation with Bobby many times on air, and we've talked about it because we're playing a game. Like at the end of the day, whether we like what Instagram or these social media platforms are doing or not, whether it's against free speech or not, whether it's against the First Amendment, which we clearly see with the Twitter files that we're seeing and continuing to be dropped as we speak, that the government is clearly infringing on our freedom of speech and our First Amendment right. It's still uh the reality of that we live in and we have to play the game and there's still like there's so many things that i do not post or talk about uh on social media because i know exactly right away it's it's gonna get flagged and bobby's the best at you know rearranging words and we we do that to an extent like we call it george soros eye flaps and you know the child you know there, there's certain certain ways that we phrase things but it's so difficult when you do as much content as we do um and we started so long ago that we got banned before I on YouTube, I think before Bobby even got started. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, we, had, we lasted two weeks on, on, on Spotify. Um, it was ridiculous. Um, so how long, uh, cause I mean, Bobby must've started what then 2020, 2019. So, so when, when did you guys he started, he started like mid, he like, I think he started September, August, September of, uh, maybe even October of 2020. Uh, we already banned, uh, on YouTube by October of 2020. Um, we started earlier, a little earlier in 2020 with our show. Um, and we only did YouTube. That was the only platform that we were on. We got to about 5,000 subs. We were crushing things were great. And then all of a sudden we had flat earth Dave on and, uh, we had a fuck ton of views on it. And I, we were very skeptical going into, it. we had a fuck ton of questions and we asked a lot of the, the really good questions, but got a, a fuck ton of traction. And then all of a sudden, we got a strike, then we got another strike and another strike within like three day period. And then for the next month and a half, we were already removed. YouTube would send me emails saying that this episode was removed and this episode was removed because we had about 100 episodes out at the time. Damn. And uh, they you do a week. You do two a week, right? Uh, well, at the time we do th we do three a week. Um, it started off as one a week and we picked a lot of god blessed us and we we kind of blew up pretty quickly um you know at the time there was really only sam sam tripoli and a few other small podcasts that were going on uh that and were you didn't have any of the fancy equipment back then no we had just our macbook i just had my laptop 
and my camera we had nothing like we were just like all right we're gonna put out the message we're, we we had not we were, we were all canceled from our jobs my co-hosts owned a salon um and their salons were shut down they were on fox and cnn because they were opening up without uh without being allowed to and it was a big a whole big big ordeal but we started the show because we're not the type of people to sit around and just wait for big daddy government to give us free shit and we used to host a, a show back in like 2010 about action sports and mma um because that's that's what we were into and it was awesome it was a lot of fun and we always wanted to get the band back together and this was our opportunity to do so and we started just with youtube and put out the content just the message what what, what was important and uh our instagram blew up and youtube blew up pretty quickly and then very quickly they took us down and said go fuck yourself and now I go on as a guest on some people's shows. It's happened five times already where not only do they get a strike, but their whole platform gets removed because they had me as a guest on their show, um, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. James, you are, we said it right before uh, we aired, um, you are the AIDS of social media. I mean, you, just, it, you infect the among the yep social media platforms on accounts and look i believe what happened, I look, look what happened to lord petty today my man rodney you share you reshared our post all you did i'm just it, it wasn't a political post wasn't any misinformation no extremism over here it was just a picture of our logo the episode title where we stream and a picture of my man with his his far right latina summer shirt that i fucking love where do you pick up that shirt by the way what's your website lordpetty.com or uh oh actually i tried to sell it through facebook market through instagram and all that but they they banned it yeah no, they won't let us either they won't let us do that either. Yeah, so, they won't. so you got to go to lordpetty.com sweet go pick up so you got some sweet merch i like your i want to talk about that today with you is the i don't pay taxes this is a big hot button but an issue with a lot of people especially now with the audit of the fit of the of the pentagon the 600 fee the irs wants us to report the fact that they're they're losing millions trillions of dollars on a regular basis the fact that people are still paying taxes is absolutely fucking absurd um but back to what we were saying you have to play the game unfortunately you have to toe the line in a certain way so you can get your message across because what's the point of going out there and going balls to the wall and getting completely deplatformed where you have a large audience where you have people that can hear your stuff now you got to start over from scratch now you're back to square one and maybe yeah. you, you you'll grow a little quicker because you already built up that sweat equity and people already recognize your logo and your name etc but like if we were to lose our, our account we'd go from forty thousand followers to zero you know yeah, and I did get nuked. Uh, it was summer of 2021. I got nuked. So I was in the game for about a year and I had I just cracked 10K followers. And then uh, I was at a, it's ironic. So I was at Capitol Hill, which is the big gay area in Seattle. And so I was there with, with my ex-girlfriend at the time. We went down to the the pride parade and I was joking about how I wanted to see a human on a leash. <laughs> and so, and so I was just having a you know fun old day, just getting fucked up, like walking around, just kind of. And I pull out my phone. That's right, because I saw a guy where uh, he was wearing chaps, you know, assless chaps, and I wanted to take a video and put it on my story. But earlier, oh, so in you the saw me at the parade. Oh, right. yeah, Alan was there. Alan, <laughs> Alan, I didn't know you you were there, dude. Like it's it's funny. It's it's like I said, I'm not really I'm not homophobic at all. Like I really don't care. But when you go to these fucking freak shows, it's hilarious. You can't tell me it's not funny. And, 
And uh, so I go down there, but there was a, also a BLM protest going on where people were blocked. And Seattle doesn't get very hot, but this was like a 95 degree day. And it's kind of like when Texas freezes over, it gets dangerous, right? And so BLM was blocking this intersection, a main intersection in Seattle. So I, I, I commented, just, just run them over. And I had a couple strikes before, but then somebody reported that comment and my account was just gone, just poofed, it vanished into thin air. And um, and so I got lucky that I had enough friends, like shout out to Mostly Peaceful Memes, like Operation oh, Man. Um, yep. A lot of those guys from the Patriot Meme Alliance, I mean, they kind of got me back on my feet. So that was really cool of them. Oh, those guys are, are great dudes. Southern dude and uh, what I mean to say, the great, great dudes they've been on the show. Actually, as speaking of which, Alan, we have to schedule those guys. We got to have them back on. Uh, they're 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 fucking badass. And was this was this your Instagram account that you would that you that that got uh, taken down? Correct. Yeah. And that recently, like say about a month before the midterm election, my Instagram account it had just broken. I think just a little over eight thousand. I had no restrictions. I had nothing. I had no community standard violations. I was getting nice traction. You know, it was wide open. All the page was growing. And uh, I woke up one morning and I went to go on it and boom, boom, permanently removed. Not even a warning. Nope. It was like, wow. Like just in my, in my Facebook so, page, a week before midterms, I had 42,000 followers. And now I, I was going from people sharing my, my, my posts, you know, 2,000 times to now it being shared 30 times and people saying, hey, we're not seeing your stuff that much. Well, and then go ahead. Well, and then the tech companies, they act like they're not doing it, and the left acts aloof. I mean, this is obviously a thing, and after seeing the Twitter files, there's not even a discussion about it anymore. It just is what it is, that they're censoring certain type of content. And I think it's so ironic. Like, mine got nuked for for in, in, instigating violence or whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know? Because I said, run. I obvi- I'm obviously not saying go mow over some protesters, you know what I mean? But I, if, if it would happen, I really wouldn't care, road. to be honest. It, yeah, if they're blocking a busy road, they kind of play stupid games, win stupid prizes kind of thing. Yeah, I guess I did mean it, so fuck it. I guess I'll own up to that. I did mean it. <laughs> but, but, am I inciting any more violence than a fucking 2 chain song or a- anybody no. else? But again, they're playing stupid games. Like you, it's common sense to not block a busy intersection. Like, hey, people have shit to do. They have, they want to get home. They want to see their family. Like you are, you are disrupting their day because you want to stand in the middle of the fucking road and be a retard. Like, let's be real. Right. (laughs) And like I said, it was one of those really hot days. It was like ninety and ninety-five degrees in Seattle because of the Pacific. It's technically a tropic area if you think, because it's so wet. And so when it becomes 95 degrees up there, it is very fucking hot. And we're not used to that shit up there. So now my, my, my buddy, uh, Haslam, uh, uh, FMX, he does a uh, freestyle motor motocross. He's in the X games and shit. Cool. Uh, he lives up that in that area. And he was, he was saying the same thing. He's like, bro, it's so hot up here. It does not happen like this. Um, it, it, cause man, bear pig is yeah. real. Man, bear pig is very real, and he most certainly yeah. exists. We're, we're all going to die of global so, warming. Climate I've change. noticed, though, and here's a, here's a piece of advice for anybody that's trying to grow social media in this today's current situation. Don't what follow I did, We the People Radio. 
Don't follow me. We're just yeah, don't share areas. anything. Yeah, not, do not do not share our shit. They will fuck with you. It, I, you're not the only person that has told me this. This has happened to mul- multiple people. Uh, King Bao, when he, we had him on the show, the guy who called called out Jimmy Kimmel in the MMA fight, he, we had him on. He shared. He's like, dude, my shit has been so shadow banned since I shared your shit. What the fuck? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I I, I have no idea. I have no control over this. But this is what happens to us. It's so fucking ridiculous. But what I've noticed, uh, I I stopped using hashtags very quickly. I noticed like the first time bands started coming around, it was because of a lot of hashtags. But then what I also noticed is a lot of people are getting banned because of comments that they're posting. Because the comments put you out in the wild west. Like yep. these crazy liberals, they'll 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 follow Breaking Nine One One, and they'll follow Fox News, and they'll follow yep. these conservative, even if it's a conservative page, and you could put some ridiculous comment. And you're going to get banned immediately. I love that they now tell you like, hey, this is a little uh, a little aggressive. You may not want to post this because I get that all of the time when I comment because when I, I don't comment off often. But when I do, it's usually because I want to say something really snarky or be a troll to somebody and be a piece of shit. Like today I was commenting about uh, that shifty fuck Chuck Schumer. And I, I, I called him a shifty fuck. And they were like, yeah, you might not want to post that. You, you should go back and, and edit that because it, it might go against community standards. I said, thank you, Instagram. I, I appreciate that. Um, so I went back and edited it. But you have to be very careful about what you comment because people will just – they'll just shamelessly report you. They don't even care. They won't react. They won't comment. They will just report you because they have no life and nothing better to do. Yeah. And this is a shit. They'll engage you purposely so to see if you'll say something that so they can read. yep yeah i mean that's pretty much how i got a lot of my strikes because when i was when i was coming out the gates and i for, was first just making memes because i never actually meant to put my face out there but after a while i felt like a pussy just talking shit and not it's like why am i going to say something up put my face behind it that's some pussy shit respect but uh, one of the ways I was growing my account was I would talk shit. I would basically do the reverse thing. I would bait people, and then they would say something stupid, and I would just and I would just clap them. Like I'm just very, I can be a very mean, funny guy. And then I'd put, I had this format on my story where I'd put that Jaw Rule song, the clap back, we gonna clap back. Yeah. It was just this funny thing I did. And then so I would just roast these people, but then I kept getting strikes for bullying, you know, because they'd report me. And then uh, I remember one of the strikes, I just told, like, it all started because like, this guy named uh, Ruben, I said, your mother named you after a sandwich, and I reposted it, and it just got a bunch of traction. <laughs> it started so simple and so stupid, and I just started leaning into these, you know, they'd write a paragraph about how Trump's a racist, and then I would just say, like, bitch, you look like a peanut, and, like, post it on my story. And so I got a bunch of bullying strikes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't fuck with the comments anymore is the moral of the story. Smart. No, you're smart. It's very, it's, that's one of the quickest ways to get nuked, to get reported. Like there's so many times that I want to comment and there's so many things, again, we're playing a game. There's so many things that I want to do on social media that should be allowed on social media, but it's, you know, it's not. And like, Alan, you got reported for saying, you got uh, reported for saying something really stupid the other day too. What was oh, it? Yeah. You're saying it yesterday. No, I didn't get reported for you. I tested Twitter. I didn't get reported for you. Oh, no, 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 no. oh no, but I thought you com- put something in the comments about somebody going to the wood chipper. And, uh, you no, got I, no, I, 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 I've, I've gotten 30 day like Facebook jail sentences for like telling people, oh, you know, you stay in mommy's basement stuffing your fat knit head, knit hat wearing face <laughs> with hot pockets, you know, stuff like that. And then they'd report me, I get 30 days here, 30 yeah. days there. But the, was it yesterday? 
on on Twitter, I, I someone was trolling me with the handle of femboy weather. And literally has a Ukrainian flag, an Armenian flag, a Ukrainian flag, and a tranny flag. And, mm. he, and he writes, he tags me and he goes, what is it with weird chuffs and smoking cigars as a way to project their masculinity? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to see if I, I'm going to see if Elon uh, gives me a strike or suspends me for, for bullying. And I replied back, what is it with mentally disturbed trannies playing dress up and blowing guys? Is that to project belonging to some sick cult? And and I didn't get re- I don't know if you reported me, but nothing happened. I was like, oh wow, maybe Twitter is uh is coming around and letting people go at it a little bit, you know? Uh, it's, 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 I went after Adam Schiff today. See what see if it would work because you got to test the waters, pencil neck. Uh, you got to test the waters if it's truly if we're truly able to speak about about certain things, because there was a, a point. I don't know if you remember this when you, you literally couldn't even say the name of the whistleblower that Adam Shifty Schiff said he had Eric C. Armella. Uh, if you typed his name, if you commented it, it, it wouldn't even get reported or banned. It would just disappear like it would just fall off the face of the earth like it never even existed. They wouldn't even tell you They're like, oh, yeah, that just that didn't happen. Delete. Um, that's how bad the, ce- the censorship has gotten. So if Twitter is truly a, a, a space where we can speak about things, we see him removing the COVID misinformation restrictions, which is a huge step in the right direction. Um, I think, I think we might be able to actually spread truth a little further than before without having these crazy restrictions on us. Like everything that you post gets immediately fact-checked and a lot of the fact-checks don't even have any context to what they're being fact-checked. Like if you go to my page on Instagram, every other post is fa- it has a fact-check. It's like blurried, and it has a little, the little sign that says uh, misinformation or whatever. And you click on it, and it's all the same fact-check. Every single one. There's like 50 of them. All of the same fact-check, and it has to do with Nancy Pelosi filming herself about punching Donald Donald Trump in the face. And right. I'm like, no, like my black flag that I posted, which means no quarter given. I will not retreat has that fact check on it. Like, how does that make any sense? How does that, like, it's it's just there. So people see it and immediately think it's misinformation. They are headline researchers. They don't even have, they know that they, they, they are so lazy that they won't even look into it or read the article. They just see the headline and move on. Well, I remember even when I when I moved to Austin in November last year. Oh, so you went from one liberal shithole to another. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm in LA. So, you know, I just kind of, I kind of like mingling with the enemy, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I remember I was looking at job postings when I got down there. And one of the jobs was to go work at one of these fact checker places. And I can't remember, they didn't call it fact checker. They just called it like online, re- online uh, accuracy, some bullshit term, you know. And then I read the job description. And it's basically, they, they tell you, they give you guidelines you know like somebody up top it's like this information pyramid so somebody up top is telling all these people all these npcs sitting at their computer if you see this headline like you said they're headline searchers if you see these trigger words go in there and tag it that it's misinformation so it's just some fucking college kid or something like that making 17 bucks an hour tagging information Oh, so I have yeah, high FBI agent, high seventeen-year-old kid that's just monitoring <laughs> monitoring my page just to fact check everything. Like it's so ridiculous. It's what? so like it has no context, no no bearing in what the post is. Like I don't even think the post has those trigger words because it's it's just a completely irrelevant fact check. Um, it's fucking wild, man, out in these streets, and 
But I, like I said, I hope Twitter does turn into a, a more of a public forum, a town square where we can actually have spirited discussions because part of the reason why family members and friends are cutting each other off because of politics, because of political views or conversations um, is because we haven't had those hard conversations. Like you, you were saying earlier, Rodney, that your grandfather uh, was a, a strong conservative and he's one of the nicest greatest guys you've ever met in your life my father the same thing old school conservative but in his views you don't talk about politics money you don't talk about religion with people like these are the conversations that you don't have you keep that stuff to yourself it's an interesting and, point and we like growing up me and my parents never talked about that stuff because i've always been like I, i've been going down these rabbit holes like forever i i've been screaming at george bush because of 9 11 like i've been doing this for a long fucking time um <laughs> my high school stupidly gave me a laptop and uh i spent all my time just researching all these conspiracies like jfk and secret societies and pedophilia it was fucking wild so i've been doing this for a really long time and i've been very outspoken as a kid like my first election i was able to vote we were saying yesterday was 2008 and i voted for obama because my parents talked me out of voting for ron paul because they said it would have been a waste of a vote i told them the elections were rigged but they told me i had to go vote anyway so i voted for obama thinking that oh the establishment would never let a black guy in there they don't like black people and uh meanwhile he was a manchurian candidate the whole time and i i've fell for it and immediately knew I, I immediately regretted it. But since I've been doing this for a very long time, I tried to have these conversations with my father. This kind of leads us in, into the next conversation I want to talk about is the taxes. I was telling my father, I was like, dad, I was like, why are we like, I'm 19 years old. I'm posting on Facebook. He sits me down. He goes, James, he goes, there's going to be, you, you can't be posting about this stuff on Facebook. It's not appropriate. Like uh, you can't live in this house if you're going to be doing that. I'm like, why can't I be posting about the fact that our income tax was a wartime, supposed to be a wartime tax only, only supposed to be for the top 1%. And now we're getting taxed at a 48% clip here in New Jersey and getting absolutely crushed. Like, why can't I question that? Like, this makes no, well, taxes are part of living in a society, this, that, and the other. And it basically got to the point where I was like, dad, we're going to be forced into FEMA camps at some point, And I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge and go to Costa Rica. You can come or, uh, you can stay here. This is what I'm telling my father at 19 years old. And he didn't want to have any of the conversations. Still to this day, I just bombard my father with text messages all day of all these tweets, all this information, all like the Fauci emails, every just constantly bombard. He never responds, never gives me one word, never answers any of it. He'll respond to any sports, any normal conversation, but won't respond to any political view whatsoever. Some people are just really uncomfortable having that conversation, right, Rodney? I mean... Yeah, I I always wonder, I mean, what's what's the how do I word this properly? Because I guess what what's what's the end game for us? You know, people like us, because I mean, I've I've delved into these topics. um, I don't know if I'm wording this properly, but like where because we know it's bullshit, right? We know it's bullshit. I mean, are we (laughs) where where do we go from here? What what now? You know, what, what do we do? Like I want to become a lizard person, dog. I want to join the assault. I want to be. I want to be one of the elites. I want to be. I want to peek behind the curtain. It's funny you say that. I I, I got a message today in inbox on my Instagram page, um, inviting me to join the Illuminati. Oh, and you I got those two, Alan. And I messaged, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm in. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I'm in. I want to be in the Illuminati. I, I'm I'm tired of of being just a CIA psyop. I want to go to the next level because I, you know. There are people out there that think I'm like this, uh, this, this uh, 
uh, like like Fed psyop or whatever of company that I keep. You're, you're a handler of men. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a handler. You're a CIA agent. You work with Roger Stone. You're yeah. you're a shill. Um, yeah. That's exactly what he handles me. He handles Roger Stone. He <laughs> handles Mike Flynn, and he's he's about to add Don Jr. this weekend when he goes to this event. Uh, Alan is the ultimate handler shill that you'll ever be infiltrator the handler and uh he's already a lizard person cia op um alan's all of the above and uh, i got my heat lamps on because i i can't like my my body temperature can't drop but i'm trying to get get on your level dude (laughs) no it's a great a great conversation though because it, it it it's coming to a crossroads like what 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 do we do um question our, our country is literally collapsing right in front of our eyes. Like it's falling apart. Everything that we thought to be true is fake and gay. Uh, the constitution is completely eroded. They don't care. They're doing it right in front of our face as blatant as it, it doesn't get any more blatant than what they're doing. Like, right. Well, and, I, and I feel like a big dipshit being this guy that's fighting it. It's like, okay, well, if I say I'm a liberal, I can go do whatever I want. I can go steal a TV from Walmart, but as long as I'm not a Republican, nobody gives a fuck. So right. it's like, what, what the fuck are we yeah. doing here, guys? We're on the wrong side. Like we're we're fighting a losing battle here. What are we gonna What are we gonna do about it? So I I think part of it part of it, which I think you're already doing, is not paying your taxes. Like fuck them. Uh, I think that's 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 a great step in the right direction, um, because at the end of the day, look at where our tax dollars are going. It's not helping our country. It's not helping the people that need it. Our veterans are being treated like shit. It's uh, shameful. It's, it, re- it really is. Yeah. It really is. And 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 at the end of the day, they're taking over half of our fucking money, like over half. If you're doing well, you're giving half. Um, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, and they're monitor like we talked about it when they announced the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents that are coming in. Granted, they're not all being hired at once. But look at what they're now in, installing this. Oh, if you send a $600 payment to, to anybody or get paid $600 or more, you better fucking report that shit. Meanwhile, the Pentagon lost, m- missed its fifth audit and they can't account for like $2.3 trillion. The second time we've heard that in the last 20 years. And, uh, <laughs> and, and why is the IRS the only efficient government agency? None of them else work. Right. It's only the IRS that's functional. And they're only about, I don't even know, maybe they're about 60% functional. And that might be generous, but none of the other agencies are functional. But, but, but they it only works fast when it's when it's them getting your money. It doesn't work like when they owe you money, like, and there's like a, a, a miscommunication or something happens or paper filing, whatever. It takes fucking months. It takes forever. They're just hoping that you forget about it. They're like, yeah, they'll forget about it. Well, well no worries. If they really want it, they'll beg us for it. The Pentagon and, can misplace $2.2 trillion, but when you spend $637 on Venmo or have a transaction, well, don't forget. Don't forget to report it to the IRS or you're, so, or you're fucked, you know? So, <laughs> Alan, what, what do you even report that as? So, for instance, uh, like I, I owe my sister $1,000 for a trip that she booked through, so I, so I got to pay her $600 or $1,000 through Zelle. So right. do I have to report that? No, I think she would have to report it as income because it's going into her bank account. I don't know if the pay, the, I don't know if you paying her has to report it, but her receiving it, 
I would believe that's considered income, but I haven't seen anything on any of these like Cash App, Venmo, Zelly, whatever it is. Because, you know, typically when you when you use a, a bank or whatever and you get tax documents in, in the mail from from your, your financial institution, um, you instructions on how you, oh, you give this to your account or whoever does your taxes or if you're going to go on whatever and, and do your own. That's a good question. When are they going to start enforcing that? Is that? Well, a, a little loophole, a little loophole. Um, if you're sending money that's more than $600, you put as the the message you don't put for what it is you put reimbursement that's all you put you're just paying someone back like i owe them rent or i owe them bills or we went out to dinner went on vacation whatever it may be you just put reimbursement they can't uh tax a reimbursement um and uh makes it a lot more difficult but it's still ridiculous the fact that that's even happening and then not to mention the policies that venmo and paypal are are, are sneaking back in to their terms and services that are that are apparently started like misinformation they can if you have money in your paypal account they can they can take twenty five hundred dollars as like basically a fine for misinformation terrorists <laughs> i mean not for nothing like if you're using paypal and if you're using these 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 accounts and you're keeping money in there, you, you're an idiot. Like I mm. I have to use them for various businesses and, and business transactions, but I'm not going to keep a balance in my PayPal account so that they can take it. No, no, no. It's um, that I'm not going to do. They can't take it out of your financial institution bank account. They can if it's in their account. And, and you, then they can take it, I guess, but which is completely ridiculous and should be illegal. Um, that's a good question. How do you how do you report it? Listen, if you have a good accountant and you, you're you're tactful. I'm not saying you know too much, but you, you can. Or be, be, better idea, better idea, Alan. Better idea. Tell them to suck it. Like BX, two hands in the air. Now they can't lock us all up. And that's, like, you know, we do all these giant campaigns. You know, we, we, we get people out to vote, whether it's 5 million, 10 million, 11 million, 2 million. Imagine if 10 million people in this country just stopped filing income tax returns, just stopped filing their taxes and stopped reporting. And then it grew to to or you start at five million, then we get it to ten million, then we get it to fifteen million. The problem is ninety-five percent of Americans are still complicit in this stupidity because that's the way not not that's the way we live. That's how you do it. You just work, you get your W two or your W nine and your ten ninety-nine and you report and you pay. And that's the problem. You know, again, I have several businesses, I do things tactfully. And I, I, I still, I have to pay certain taxes, but I expense fucking everything. Every so, do you, do you have, do you have your multiple business? Are they under the same LLC or do you have different? No, 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 no. I have uh, there one, two, three. I have, I have three different businesses. Um, but then I also have DBAs. I have three different LLCs. And then I have another LLC that I like, you know, you, you just, you certainly, the, the home, my, my home that I own is, is, is under an LLC. Like it's owned by an LLC. You can do that. Um, 
you can also there's there's many loopholes that people are unaware of because they're not educated they're not taught these things for a reason accountants don't want to even teach you these things because they'd be out of a job if people realized a lot of these things uh because like my co- our, our old co-host nick he owned, like i said earlier he owns a salon and he now turned his salon into a pma a private membership association we've all heard of remember the south park episode of nambla the national marlon brando association yeah, yeah. But it's really the National American Boy Loves Association. Yeah, they exist. That's a real thing, and the real reason that they exist is because they operate under a private membership association, um, and they are not Our membership to, right here. Yep, they're not. They're not required to pay taxes. Um, they have all these loopholes. They are no longer in the public. Look at the well, churches. Yeah. Look at religion games. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have yep. a, you have a pop up storefront church. Register yourself as a church. Go on the uh, what is it? The um, Universal Life Church. Spend forty dollars. Become an ordained minister. Uh, file your paperwork and don't pay taxes. I'm, I'm an I'm an ordained minister for the Universal Life Church. Just so, forty dollars. I did it. Should I go start the Church of the Fuzzy Bunny and just stop paying taxes altogether? See, this yeah. this brings up a really funny point because. My problem that I have with the left is that all they do is bitch and complain, like they'll go out and protest these things, but they don't realize they can do them themselves. This is how Dave Chappelle was talking in his monologue about how a star was born in Trump when he was saying, oh, he was evading taxes. But then he told Hillary Clinton, well, yeah, I've been doing it because it was your friends that enabled me to do it. And you can all do it if you just learn it. And so it's like we get all these people so riled up. They want to go burn down the city because of these rich people loopholes or loopholes in general. But they're available. You just got to take the time to seek out that knowledge. It's without kind of, a doubt. It's like financially red pilling yourself. It's a whole other area of shit to learn. That's no, that's a major red pill because the Fed's a joke. It's a giant Ponzi scheme. So is so is the stock market. It's a, it's an absolute joke. But uh, there's so many loopholes. Have you ever heard? So do you guys both know? You guys know who Peter Schiff is, right? I'm not familiar, but Peter Schiff, he, he's he's a a gold financial he's very big in gold and silver and precious metals he's been on bill rogan a few times um he's very outspoken about the financial system and how ridiculous it is and has a lot of really great points but he his father his father's name is erwin schiff erwin schiff has written a few books that are now considered banned books they're very difficult to find you could find them on amazon but they're like used copies sent from an individual user that probably aren't, aren't supposed to be on there um One's called the Federal Mafia, uh, and it literally the whole book teaches you how all of the loopholes and how to never have to pay taxes ever again. What was his name? You said Joe was the current guy, but was his father wrote the books? You're saying Peter Schiff is the current guy. He's on he's on uh, Instagram. Peter Schiff. He's a great account to follow. I'm a big fan of his. Um, and his father is Irwin Schiff and the book is called the federal one. One of them is called the federal mafia and it's a banned book, but he's written a, multiple books. He's uh, actually in jail. They, they, they tried so many times to lock him up and they finally got him for something. I forget what they got him for, but uh, it was all, he was all spreading, spreading all this information. <laughs> cool guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's one of us. One yeah. of us. One, one of, of us. <laughs> A hundred percent. So definitely I haven't, I I've actually been trying to pick up a copy myself. Uh, I looked at Amazon. There's one like soft, soft cover. That's like a little expensive for a book, 
Um, this but, is like, uh, and remember in elementary school when one kid would get a porno mag, he would all pass it around, you know? <laughs> so, period. It's just that all the pages are stuck together. Like, this is going to be like us as adults now. Like, hey, dude, let's all, let's all pitch in to buy this $300 book and then uh, we'll take turns reading it and pass it around yeah, and, hide, and hide it from other people. Listen, everybody should read, the, read the Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Everyone should read it. At Great least one. It's a really great book. Um, I haven't read that one, surprisingly. Rodney, you should. It really kind of mm. puts you right in the mindset of this man and, and how he operates. And, and it's, it, it's really fucking wild the is, way he negotiates yeah. and the way he talks through business deals. And he's been he's been gangbanging on the government for a fucking long time. Um, yeah. You know, he's been talking about how government spending is so ridiculous. There's a giant – what was the ice rink in New York that he got built? Alan, do you remember? I, I forget the name of it, but it, it was it was a shambles, and he he went in tens of millions of dollars of taxpayer money. He got it done. It was very successful, and then after he was impeached, the city like just we we don't his his uh, Trump Trump was uh, his uh, organization was running it, and uh, and they were like, no, nah, we don't want you to run it anymore. They would just let it let it go to shit. We don't want Donald Trump part of it anymore. He, just, he said to the mayor, uh, who's the mayor Koch at the time, he said, and they did not get along. Ed Koch and Donald Trump did not get along. Not at all. And he said to him, he's like, uh, he's like, yo, like this is, you're taking millions of dollars of taxpayer money to get this done. It hasn't been done. It's been about five, six years and it's still under construction. He goes, I'll get it done under budget, pay for it under it, it, out of my own pocket and be done before the deadline. And that's exactly what he did after the government finally gave in and was like, hey, uh, we can't finish this project. We've just pissed a fuck ton of money of taxpayer dollars away. And uh, can you do it now? After he offered years years prior. Um, but he's a phenomenal negotiator, and the way he uh, gets things done is, is truly unbelievable, and he's a master of the art of war, in my opinion. That's, that's, that's what I would say after reading that book. And when you watch his movements and the chess plays that he makes – in real time you can see that kind of play out he's definitely he he's a killer you know and that's his his own vocabulary there's killer people with killer instinct instinct and not and he's definitely i mean strip all the politics away from him that's why you know he had to become more quote presidential but he's just a a, a, a he's a g dude big 45 is a fucking gangster and i love that about him i respect that shit <laughs> well you know that's 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 my argument to people that are sitting here that are screaming that we need Ron DeSantis to run. And I, I would like to see him later on down the road for sure. But right now in the current state that we need, we, we're in, we need a guy who's just going to come in, drop his giant cock on the table and say, fuck it and say whatever, whatever needs to be said. Doesn't matter uh, if it's politically correct or not. And and put it out there because so many people are scared of ruffling feathers or saying the wrong thing or getting canceled. Like we need someone who's not afraid of any of that nonsense. Like we, I, we were saying yesterday, the best way to fight against this political correctness is to be not as politically correct as humanly fucking possible. Like to be a complete shitbag all of the time. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> yeah. But see, that's kind of, that's kind of, I, I'm kind of torn and give me, sorry guys, give me two seconds before this fucking cat shits on my floor. One second. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like they're like the cats. He, he used to be a liberal, dude. He used to be a liberal. Give the guy a break. Oh, oh, I, had cats, I had cats growing up, but they're this. Cats are a liberal animal. Cats are a liberal. 
before. You, you can, never, you can never trust a cat. To me, they're like little spawns yeah. of Satan. They just stare at you yeah. and they look at you uh, like. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you some slack. You used to be a liberal. I'll cut you some slack on being a cat owner. No, Dude, I, I, I fucks with. I will. I will die on this hill. Cats are. Cats are like women. Okay. And dogs are like men. Cats, they just go and do what the fuck they want. They go roam around, and then when they come around, you enjoy their company. They're hilarious. You can't control them. They're just funny. They're characters. A dog's a dog. You got to feed it, and it'll die for you. It's like us men. Yeah, right. that's a good analogy. But but in reality, do, do women just wander and do their own thing, or are they just pretending to wander and do their own thing? Meanwhile, they're super dependent on everything that you do, even if they're a boss bitch or not. I um, mean. This, this opens up a whole nother can of worms. If uh, we can I, get into it, I, I agree with you to an extent, but I think for the for the most part, if you as soon as you try to control a woman, she's just gonna. It's like if if a girl's dad tells her to not go fuck black guys, what's she gonna do? She's gonna go fuck a bunch of black guys because she's not supposed to do it, right? So if so if you're if you're dating a girl and you're telling her oh don't do this don't you're being all clingy right she's gonna do the exact opposite you just gotta let her go do her thing but that's why you vet people you know what i mean so it's like oh. if, you're, if you're trying to control a woman you're fucked but if you pick up it's like give somebody enough rope to rope to hang themselves with you know like you let her go do her thing but don't be oblivious you know if she's coming home at two in the morning on a tuesday you know she's getting fucked by chad so dump her but don't stop her from getting fucked by chad so like pick good women and don't try to control them. That's the key where a lot of guys fuck up. On that point, I agree a thousand percent. But I, I, you definitely let let go and let them do whatever they want. But in reality, like they 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 want to pretend and and put out this facade that they're independent boss women and doing their own thing. They don't need no man. In reality, a lot of them a lot of them do. And and this is things that Andrew Tate talks about a lot. Uh, Your wife is the complete opposite. She's the biggest misogynist I know. She says women shouldn't vote. They shouldn't be cops. They shouldn't be firemen. They shouldn't be in the military. They should be in the kitchen making fucking sandwiches and dependent on their man and serving their man in every aspect. Alan, how is many more jobs do you get a week? <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, that, that she that she and you know she hates women in the sense that. She hates when the when there are women out there saying, "Well, we can do everything men can do, but better, and we deserve this and we deserve that." And she's over here like, "Bitch, you would be nothing without men. You would be you would be slinging hash in that shit house, fucking your boss if it wasn't for a man." Great movie, great movie, Natural Born Killers. But literally, that's that's how that's how she is, and she's just a. There and I, I, there are a lot of women that think that way. And uh, uh, sorry, I missed. Were you saying this is your wife, your girlfriend? My wife. Your wife. Oh, yeah. yeah you're lucky man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really respect that when there are, because there are definitely women that aren't afraid to talk about what's fucked up about women. Because with men, I know that they're stupid men. I don't give a fuck if you say, "Oh, dude's a dipshit. Dude's an absolute scumbag." I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that about men." No, it's an individual. Fuck that guy. Right. So I would like to think if I'm a woman, if I see some dumb bitch, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's a dumb bitch." So I, I don't get like the hive mentality, and maybe it's because they were oppressed prior to recently, and you can't say that they weren't. They couldn't vote, and people used to like beat the fuck out of women. So there has there's definitely like a certain history of but <laughs> but nowadays it's like come on if, if, a, if a chick is acting solo and she's being stupid like you don't have to be this you don't have to defend the whole fucking 
Go go to a fat chick's Instagram and go to the comment section. That's all I need to say is go there and you'll see how these girls act. Like there's no way that there's 50 girls that are going on this fat one. Gorgeous slay boss bitch. Like I got this, you know, you, you get it, girl. Like all of them are just lying to like if my friend's fat, like I've had this conversation with my boys and my boys have had this conversation with me like, yo, bro, you're letting yourself go. Like, let's get your shit together. Let's fix or sh- fix ourselves up. You're letting yourself go. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to sit here and live in some fantasy fucking world just because we want to be nice to our friends. Like, that's part part of being real friends are is having those those conversations, in my opinion, is being able to tell your friend when they're fucking up or when they need to they need to fix what they're doing in their life. It doesn't have to do with you at all. You want you, you want to see your friends succeed. Like, that's what I want my friends to do. I want my friends to be their best selves all of the time. And they deserve that for themselves, not just for me as a friend. That's what they deserve. Girls won't do that. They live in this false sense of reality. They tell all of their friends that are bel- not not like just a little thick, like beluga whales. Like they they got cottage cheese coming out of their rolls, and they're, they're like, they're like, yo, yo, you're gorgeous, girl. Like slay, you're killing it. Around, but then they turn around and they completely destroy them with their other friends behind their back. Yes, you know? yes, it, yes. It, like why why does the girl who i guess men flock to and think she is hot and attractive or dare i say smoke show that stupid term hang out with the fattest ugly girl because she obviously has a, 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 a unbelievably horrible self-esteem issue where she needs to hang out with the fattest ugliest girl she could find and be friends with to go out with so she doesn't feel one. threatened there's always a fat friend there, there, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we just dumped a lot on your plate here, there, Rodney. We can go ahead. Because so a mature man, right? Like you were saying, a mature man with a group of friends that you trust. We have no, we have no issue. I mean, when I see my boy doing good, I want him to do good. But it took a while to get there. There was a point in my life where I, if I would see somebody, it's like they're saying everybody wants you to do good, but nobody wants to see you do better than them. Yes. But I can say I'm at a point in my life where if somebody, you know, like Mostly Peaceful Memes is a great example because him and I started making memes at the same time and he's completely eclipsed me. He has surpassed me by, uh, you can't even put, I don't even know what the fucking number would be. He's one of the greatest in the game, for sure. And I love to see it. Now, five years ago, if that would have happened, I would have been like, oh, well, what the fuck's he doing that I'm not doing? But now, right. it's like, okay, now I look at it like, hey, this is a buddy of mine. He's doing something good. I can learn something from him. And that takes some maturity. That takes some self-reflection. And this is a general statement, not to sound like a sexist piece of shit, but I don't think women have that internal reflection moment a lot to where then they they want to surround themselves with the fat bitch because it won't make them feel bad about themselves. So I think it does take you need to get to a certain maturity level to where you're cool with other people doing better than you. Which, to bring it back full circle, that's why they're all on the fat girl's photo and not the 10's photo, because the 10 makes them feel bad about themselves. That's that's a very valid point. Um, You're absolutely right. It's, 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 it should be I meant you're absolutely right when you say that most guys don't even want your best friends to do better than that that is definitely the case and it comes with maturity a lot of people have a hard time when they see someone close to you and this is why when you go out and do your own thing and try to start your own business or do something off the beaten path that's not get a nine to five and do what everybody else does all of your friends tell you that it can't be done oh you should just go get a real job this that and the other that's definitely definitely the case um 
bro and not not to interrupt you i just really want to chime in there because like this is one of the things i talk about in my book that i'm just very passionate about as far as keeping keeping good people around you the first sense that I get of any sort of jealousy from somebody. So I heard a Jordan Peterson lecture where he said, you can tell who your real friends are when you share good news with them, you see what their reaction is. And so as soon as I notice, as, as soon as I, f you can just feel it, you know, if you're in tune with the fucking world, if I, if I feel any sort of jealousy or anything like that from somebody, I instantly cut them off. And I can't, if you're a younger guy watching this or, you know, wherever you're at in your journey, not to be a cornball, but it, it, if you feel jealousy from people that you consider your friends, those aren't your friends, cut them off and find a better circle because they're only going to hold you back and sabotage you. The, the saying you're a product of your five closest friends is 100% true. Like it's the one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given. And it's such a common piece of advice nowadays. Everybody says it, but no one follows it. No one adheres to that. They just hang out with the same people that they've been hanging out with forever who are doing fuck all and sitting in their basement and still living at mommy and daddy's house. Most of the people in our generation, not Alan, old fuck, but our <laughs> generation, um, they're still living at home with mommy and daddy throwing slings and hours, arrows on the internet. Um, and if that's what your friends are doing, guess what? You're doing the same thing. You're not going to be successful. You're going to have a hard time with life and struggle just like they are. Yeah. And, Go, go ahead, ahead. Alan. No, no, no. Go ahead, because I want to add to your point on a on a on a different level of 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 knowing who your friends are. Go ahead. So, so yeah. So just to kind of uh, piggyback off what James was saying there, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so what I well, what I'll hear from people is saying, well, it's it's hard to find new friends. So be alone for a little bit. If you cut ties with people, it's okay to just be spend some time by yourself and get your head right and read books and listen to podcasts. And I think a lot of people fear being alone, but that is a good way to pivot into better social circles. Like just yeah. cut, cut the fucking losers off, spend some time by yourself, do the things you're passionate about, and the universe will take care of you. That's what I've experienced at least. I, I think a large majority of people in this world, they don't like they, they can't hang out with themselves. It's like they, scary when you're just sitting there in your head. Like it, it's scary, but that's how you come out on the other side. Most people are uncomfortable with themselves. Like if you're not comfortable with yourself, yeah. just hanging out by yourself, how do you expect to be comfortable around others and others to be comfortable around you? Like if you, if you're not your best self and people say, Oh, that's selfish. Like if you're not presenting your best self all of the time, you're, you're, doing a disservice to the people that are, that you're trying to build relationships around because they deserve your best self. They deserve the, the person that uh, you, you at your optimum level. And most people, they're not comfortable around themselves, but Alan, what were you going to say? No, like going on the, on the level of, of, you know, who your friends are. If you're, if you're, you know, you, you suffer some, you call it a tragedy or an impasse or a setback and you know that the friends are going to be there to help you, you know who your friends are, you know, the friends that kind of distance themselves from you because of that, for whatever reasons. All right. You know, fuck them. But now I'm 43 years old. I've had quite the life experience. Okay. So I'm, I went from being a paramedic in the city to, uh, you know, losing almost two dozen friends on nine 11. And then now, you know, be, being self-employed and, and not, you know, an entrepreneur and involved in different businesses. So, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people, I don't consider them all friends. I have a small circle of friends. When I mean small, I mean very small. That's how I keep it because I've learned this, this person is not a friend. I'm the guy that always was, if you called me, 
and you needed something, I would do it. And I would get that a lot because of whether it's just just connections I've had and businesses and things like that. Alan can do it. Give him a call. If anyone can do it, he can do it. And I would never say no. I've become a lot smarter and I put limits on a lot of people. But I tell people, you really, in other way, you want to know who your friends are on a business level. Start a business, okay? Because if your friends are not supporting your business, and I don't mean you, you might have friends that don't have a fucking dollar in their pocket. If you're selling something or providing a service, maybe they don't need it fine. Not that you're trying to exploit your friends for money or anything like that. There are so many ways you can help a friend who has a business, whether it's their livelihood or a side gig, by not spending a fucking dollar. Everyone on social media, everyone has people that they know that don't know you that they could help promote you, okay? Like you will I have, and I've heard, I forget who I heard it from, and I've always had it in my head where it's very difficult to make a friend a customer, but you could make a customer a friend, okay, in, in, in your business. Like, um, I, and I, and I see it more and more. Um, I don't have a lot of friends rushing to me supporting my business in any way, you know, like I, I started a cigar company in September and, I, you know, sell online and I have friends that, that will, you know, will want to buy from me at a discount, which of course I'm, I'm all okay with that. I'm big into networking and things like that. But then of course you have the friends that just expect something. Then you just have friends that don't want, aren't going to do anything or not even tell people about it. Are they, and that you consider friends, they consider you something small on a, I guess a smaller scale, but if if I, if you have, yeah. a business, I have many friends that have businesses that I have no use for their business whatsoever, but I promote the shit out of their business. Everyone I know, oh, you need a guy who sands fucking hardwood floors. Yeah, I got a guy, and he's great. And you're gonna and I don't I don't know if he's great. He's never sanded my fucking floors, but he's my friend, and right. I'm gonna help him because he's my friend, and I want him to do mm -hmm. good. So that's another way of really knowing who your friends are. I've made more friends true friends doing this podcasting shit that I've never like that I've never met in person like this bearded fuck you know it's like it's like going on fucking chatterbait and watching guys play with their dicks I've never met James before that's I met, yep. met him doing this and I have friends <laughs> I have friends in real life that I'm like all right you're my friend but you know what well not that I need you to do anything for me but you know it's 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 hard to put into words. It's just help your fucking friends. Your friends do something. They have a business. They need help. Promote them. Do something. Tell any of your friends. But post their business on your social media and, and things like that. That's a good way to really know who your friends are. If, they're, if they want to see you do good. And I feel, going back to like, oh, they don't they see you doing good, but maybe there's a jealousy. Oh, this fucking guy. He's got another business. How much fucking money can the guy make? Is that really a friend? No. And I think I think there's another there's another crucial lesson in there from what you're talking about, just kind of for a, from a self-reflection standpoint for people, is that as men, it's weird to just go, you know, you're not just gonna strike up a conversation with some dude somewhere and be like, oh dude, what's your what's your name? What's up, buddy? It's usually 
you have to be of some sort of value and provide something in the world for us to really want to talk to each other. You know what I mean? There's got to be a level of a, a common bond. Like you mostly make all your good friends at work or if um, – I think a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, it's strictly business and they do something shady. I think you can make a lot of great friends through business and working together. Because then we have this common goal, this thing we're working towards. And that's kind of where the bond is built, where if somebody's having a hard time making friends, I would kind of look more instead of saying, oh, everybody sucks. I would kind of internalize and be like, okay, what am I contributing to the world that's making people want to talk to me and to get to know me? Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's just kind of a big lesson for um, for younger guys, because that, that's something, you know, that I'd struggled with, too, before I was, quote, red pilled and all this stuff. I would think, oh, I have a hard time meeting people I like. It's like, well, what am I doing that makes somebody want to talk to me? What do I have to contribute? Nothing. Go do I, something. Go be somebody. I got a great guest that you'd love to have on your show. We had him on a couple of months ago, Entering Manhood. Do you follow that account? No, I'm not. Let me jot it down. That's a, a fun, he's he's awesome. Uh, he has a, a great newsletter and does a phenomenal work uh, coaching young men on how to be men because that's such a huge problem in today's world. Uh, 100%. Most, most boys growing up, they don't have a lot of uh, fatherly figure, male role models in their life for whatever reason because of the divorce rates, because of uh, the incarceration, whatever it may be, there is a lack of male out especially alpha male leaders uh in our generation and most of their influences come from their female teachers and their mothers in a lot of cases right i mean it's there's an overwhelming statistic about school shooters all coming from uh single mother households so we talk about we talk about toxic masculinity for instance but it's no it's a lack of good masculinity we got we got testosterone mixed with female impulse and that's what they're labeling toxic masculinity is people acting out violently so when you get strong male figures that tell you, hey, shut the fuck up, sit with your emotions for 24 hours and grow some fucking balls, you pussy. Stoicism right. died a long time ago. Those, those people aren't shooting up schools because then you're going to sit there and grow up and very, you know, it's how I talk about my grandfather. It's not like he talk, spoke to me like that because he didn't have to. But I think about these strong male figures in my life who seemed scary and stuff at the time. But I appreciate that so much. Um, yeah. There's such a lack of it in today's world. Go ahead, Alan. No, it, it, I... People have to, at a young age, yeah, learn how to be a man. And yes, that 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 male figure, that father figure, or whatever it, it may be, that 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 strong alpha male influence. And I and I also think it's strong for uh, young girls to have that as well. Right, hundred percent. I I have a I have a ten year old a ten year old daughter, and she's not Little Miss Chrissy Princess. No, she's not. She's no. based as fuck. Yeah, and she is. She's based, based as fuck. Based as fuck, this so girl. Is my, so is my wife. And that's how she's going to be. You know, like, and that's how she is. And she she knows what bullshit is and what isn't. And I watch her interact with her little girlfriends that she plays with. And I watch these girls. And I'm not saying it because she's my kid. I'm literally watching because I want to know if my kid is on a certain level. And, and we need to, hey polish her up like don't don't be a little whiny bitch about everything i get you're a 10 year old and you're going to be you know our hormones are going to be changing soon and but i watched these other girls that are her same age maybe a year old or maybe a year younger different level in just personality how they react to emotion you know and granted she'll have a she'll have a meltdown about something and i i my first instinct is and my wife is all right let's let's coddle her 
and get her through it. But then it's like, and I'll and I'll say this to her. I go, what the fuck are you crying for? Let's look at the big picture and talk her through it. And then she'll, you know, listen and realize and go, yeah, it's not. And then boom, thirty seconds, she's gone. She'll she'll deal with the emotion. And I, it's okay to have these emotions. It, it, it's perfectly normal. But take a step back and look at the big picture and why this is going on, whatever the specific issue is, you know, and, and she does. And for that, I think she's a, she's a stronger will 10 year old than a lot of 10 year olds. I see her interact with. It's interesting. I just had this thought. I've never had this thought before, but based off what you were saying, it's almost as if our emotions are this, because you start to learn as you get older that, the counterintuitive things are usually the right path of how you grow. So our initial emotions are almost like these, these toxic things that we have to overcome. You're like, yeah, what am I crying about? Like every, everything that you're being initially emotional about, you're probably wrong about because then you learn, you know, within dating, like don't just fucking chase girls out of the door with money. Don't go slave at some job where you're not getting paid. All these things that you think are correct, your first initial emotional reaction are always wrong. Right. Well, it's, it's just like saying you never make decisions when you're angry. Right. Uh, 72-hour you rule. Yeah, you, even when you're, you're super euphoric and happy, you shouldn't be making any major decisions because you're, you're in an emotional state that's clouding your logical thinking, that's clouding your, your rational thinking because you're so uh, emotional, whether it be a good or a bad emotion is irrelevant. And it, it's it comes down in... In, in everything, like think about when, when we were talking about earlier about about writing comments and you'd go on and you'd go on there with the intention of trolling people. But some people go on there and they put a comment and someone writes something and it immediately it enrages them like they're angry based on what somebody else is saying. And then they write something that gets them nuked because they're saying something in an emotional state that normally when rational thinking is working, they wouldn't say. Um, well, that's kind of I, and I feel like, you know. <laughs> given we're, we're pretty much a political spectrum, I think that is the big, big problem with the left is how they just emotionally react yeah. to everything. It sounds good in the moment. It's an emotion. They act on it. They don't think two steps ahead. And uh, that's just a big problem that we're facing right now, just as the, I hate the word, but as a society, it's just emotional reaction. And I think it literally is lack of masculinity. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a lack of balance of particularly just you know like what if we taught kids stoicism versus gender identity in fourth grade what if we taught kids i mean i grew up in germany this teacher would straight up hit you across the face if you're doing some bullshit they would teach you to not cry and i'm very thankful for that when i came to the united states when i was 12 that was one of my very first impressions is how sheltered these kids are and kind of how like like how soft they are Really? Yeah. So I I hundred percent agree with you, and I think it's it's a major major issue the lack of masculinity, the, the fact that uh, we're we're run by our emotions and rather than rational thought. But I think it's a it's a multi layered conversation because you have to factor in not not only are we not being taught these things, but they are dumping all of this estrogen and soy into everything that we eat, which is having a huge, huge effect on our hormones and how how we react. Like the, the studies are there. Our testosterone levels have dropped drastically since our grandparents, since even our parents were, were alive. The average testosterone level have has drastic. That's not by accident. That's not just because guys – evolved and became softer it's because of the direct the direct uh 
reflection of what we're eating. And that's a huge play in it. If they're dumping a lot more estrogen into us and our testosterone is lower, what do you expect to happen? And then on top of it, you're not teaching them about how to be stoic or how to be a man, whether it's because of lack or fatherhood or by design, they don't, they're, they're, they they don't want to teach them that in school and things like that. Um, there's, it's a very, it's a very difficult, difficult world to, to navigate as a young, a young man, like a teenager without these kinds of influences. And the, and the, the sad reality is, is if everybody were based and red pilled, the world would fucking explode because everybody would feel entitled to kind of a, a quality of life at that point, you know, I think, okay, this is bullshit. So the sad reality is, I mean, we need people and I'm not talking down about anybody in their nine to five or whatever it is, but we need people to do certain jobs, whether it's making coffees or whatever the fuck it is, you know, because if everybody, if everybody thought like, and I'm not saying this conceit, but if everybody thought like we did, the world would fucking explode because nobody would do the bullshit that just kind of needs to be done. But so what I want to do is aside from like, I like politics, it's fun, but I just kind of feel like I'm bitching all the time. So I want to be able to provide resources for people that do want this information so they can skip some years and maybe have the same mentality that I had when I was 30. So maybe some guy out there can get it when he's 20 and avoid the heartbreak, avoid the financial problems, avoid the trouble with his friends, getting fucked over, you know, beef with his parents. So that's kind of the space that I want to start moving into. I want to link you with my friend uh, over at Answering Manhood. That's exactly what he does. And he's really, really good. He's got a very large following already. And I'm glad, I'm sure he'd be glad to help, uh, to help you grow that kind of content because, uh, that's his, that's his mission. It's such a, it's, it's, it's a epidemic in my opinion. It really is. Um, and I, it's getting worse. It's getting worse exactly in the younger generations. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, nobody, you know, young men don't want to become plumbers anymore. They don't want to do that hard work. I I have a um, a lot of plumber friends and and people that I do business with on on that end, and they it's very hard for them to get a summer apprentice, and that you know paying them thirty five dollars an hour. But these guys, these kids, high school age, even maybe out of high school, they don't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or on a Tuesday in the summer to go and make $35 an hour, breaking your ass, you know, being a plumber's apprentice and learning a trade. And that's the problem too. The trades are hurting. Electricians, construction, laborers, whatever it is. I think that's the liberals as well doing that. Of course it is. You know, I, I encourage parents not to encourage college on their children. I encourage them to say, what do you want to be? You know, my, my wife used to own a very successful hair salon, very successful. She had sold it uh, years ago. My, but she, you know, she cut everyone we know she does their hair, cuts their hair. And my daughter goes, Hey, I want to, I want to own a salon. Like, cause she hears the stories like, like mommy. And I, you know, you can do that. Like she goes, I don't really want to go to college. I'm like, well, you're 10, you can do whatever you want. As long as you're doing something constructive, I'm not going to let you become a pile of shit on our couch. That's not going to happen. And, and, and that's exactly the, those exact words. And she, she wants to do something else. She comes and says, Hey, uh, Hey, maybe I can make some money and, uh, you know, straighten up the house or, you know, do this or do that. Like, and she wants to do stuff like that. I mean, you know, she, she's hoarding her money. She's got like $150 ordered in this wooden box. It's like, Hey, I got to order a pizza. Is that we can I borrow $20? You know, like she's, she has that mentality and she gets up. My wife is a very, a very strong-willed and minded worker, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm always working, 
and that's I think what the, the path she wants to take and she already sees like the benefits of I want to work for me I don't want to go and get stuck in college and see what these people are doing and she sees it in some of her older her older uh, nieces I mean her older uh, cousins um they're in their mid-20s and they don't know what the fuck they want to do with their life and they're you know kinder words they're bags of shit they're that on the couch she knows she doesn't want to be that you know? yeah i mean it, it is to be fair it is became a very overwhelming world um i am glad i caught the tail end of that i didn't have a smartphone in middle school and then high school you know it's where i'm i'm kind of i love the age that i am that i missed out on all this overwhelming bullshit that the kids are having to deal with right now because you got you got these characters, you know, like a Gary Vernachuk or whatever the fuck his name is, telling me like, "Don't get a job, fuck your parents, oh, go start a YouTube channel." But it's like you got to be realistic. I mean, a lot of people just aren't talented, and need to go work at Starbucks and learn some work ethic, you know. And I just think it's a very overwhelming time for a lot of these kids, where, and there's also shame put in these jobs and stuff like that. So I do feel for them, and that's why I think we need more people providing information to kind of give a guiding hand instead of just calling them, Oh, you fucking pussies, go get a job or something like that. Kind of, it, it, it's a hard time not to be, not to sound soft or whatever, but it is a hard time. It starts at home though. It starts at home and it starts with who, who is, you know, the values that you're being taught as a kid. Like my, my father, when I was a kid, he told me that, like, he, he was the one of the, the people that would tell me, Oh, you don't want to work a trade. You don't want to work one of these hard jobs. You want a nice all cushy office job. Like you need to go to college. Like this was my father. But at the same time, my father, every single, I had chores. Like I, I couldn't go and hang out with my friends until my chores were done. And my chores were ridiculous. Like at, like my house was on an acre and we have all these big ass Oak trees. You know what I had to do? I had to fucking rake the leaves every single weekend from my birthday like at the end of september all the way till december when the snow was coming down i had to rake fucking leaves every weekend it was the most miserable shit ever and i had to do that and I, the, the house had to be clean the, the dishes all these things were put on me and my sister um and that was you know how we got taught hard work and then then if i got caught doing something stupid my punishment my father would take me to his office and I, he'd take my math book because he was a math nerd and he'd find all the things that i'm working on make a worksheet of like 500 problems and i'd just sit the whole afternoon doing all these fucking math problems and and if i got one wrong he wouldn't tell me which one i'd get wrong i'd have to go and scan and figure out which one i got fucking wrong because he's a dickhead uh but like that these sounds are like the worst punishment ever dude you have no idea i, I love of my father to death i'm very blessed i have a great dad but he put he made me do some ridiculous ridiculous shit and it taught me it taught me values about hard work a lot of reasons i had to do those punishments because i lied or you know i did something stupid that i wasn't supposed to do um and i probably deserved to be punished maybe not to that extent that was <laughs> like some nazi germany shit but uh that's that's what i had to do and it, it, it taught it instilled values in me and, and taught me not to do certain things or uh, taught me the values of hard work and and doing the things that are right and not being a bag of shit because it's very like my brother my brother's 10 years younger than me 
my brother's 10, 10 years younger than me and my parents were much older and they didn't instill the same values that he instilled in me on my brother. And my brother just does whatever the fuck he wants. Like it's the, he thinks he's entitled to all this bullshit. He's 20, 22 years old, thinks he's entitled to all this bullshit. He deserves all these things just because he exists in the fucking world. Like this is my brother and this is the generation oh, he grew up that's in. the generation. It's not Man. so much the, the in your individual brother. It's the generation. Like I, I'm fortunate – I don't care what anybody says. I consider myself one of the luckiest generations growing up as a nineties kid. Everything was great. You Mm -hmm. know, and what's great is like, I got my 10 year old, she, she bops around and she's like, I hear her in the house and she's singing nineties music. Like, was she like, she, 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 she's like, you know, because the 90s were peak humanity. Like we should have just stopped in the nineties. We don't, we don't need anything more that we've done since then. It's all just, I, I agree with you. I and one of my one of the memes that hits the hardest to me of all time. Like every time I look at this, it, it really gets me in the feels and gets me reflecting on on life and how I grew up. Is it's the picture of the little girl and like the Hoboken side of uh, the Hudson River, and behind her is the Twin Towers, and the the, the caption says, "The life that you grew up in no longer exists." Mm. And that that when I every time I see it, every time it hits me so hard, like a Mack fucking truck, because. We were lucky enough to remember those times. Like I was still young. I was 10 in 98 um, and we were still young, but I still remember vividly how it was. Like I didn't get to experience it as an adult or even a young adult, but I remember how different it was compared to what it is now. Like my father used to bring coolers into. we had jet season tickets and he would bring a cooler into the game with him. He'd fill it up with ice, put a fuck ton of heavies in there, put food coloring in there because it would make, make the thing look like a giant thing of Kool-Aid. They tested to see there's no alcohol and they'd let him bring it in. He'd feed the whole entire section beers and they'd walk out with beers in the cooler still. Like, you could never do that now. Like, yeah. forget about it. There's no fucking shot. And, like, you say that, it sounds like it's some crazy – like, that That was never allowed. They'd never allow you to do something like that because it's, 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 like, so far from what reality is now. You'd never think it's real. No. Yeah, and I wonder how it gets – because it then makes me wonder, okay, how wild were the 70s? How wild were the 80s? And it just feels like we're getting more and more – cramping the individual liberties we have to put more and more rules in place because a small small group of idiots fucked it up for everybody without a doubt i i look i i watched uh yesterday with my girlfriend we watched christmas story 2 the new one that came out oh uh, i swear it. i haven't watched it i'm afraid to watch i know no, no i i thought the same thing i thought the same thing they were going to bring all this fucking politics and woke bullshit into a great classic movie and they they actually they actually did it justice. It was definitely not better than the original, but they did they they did a good job. I I enjoyed the movie. I watched it and I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. It was a very good holiday movie, and uh, and I I, I think uh, it deserves a, a watch. But watching it, it was based in the seventies, and you could see all the things that they were able to do and get away with at, at, at that time. And it, you could tell it was very dampered down compared to what it was when you hear stories from people that actually grew up like our parents' generation in that, yeah. in that era. But you could – like you look at it, you're like, that would never fly today. You couldn't do that shit today. Like that that would never be okay. Like what what is going on? Like and, and, you, and I watch it in awe like, man, I wish I got to like really experience freedom. Like our, I don't know about you, Rodney, but my, my parents growing up, 
and I know Alan because he's old, an old fuck, but it was like, you can't be inside, go outside, come back when the streetlights are in. There's no cell phones. There's no way to communicate. Like I'm out on my bike, riding around town, doing whatever the fuck I wanted because there was no way to communicate. Like I'd have to check in at somebody's house if I went there. I'm like, hey, mom, I'm at so-and-so's house. We're hanging yeah. out here. But other than that, it's like I'm out doing my own thing. Nowadays, forget about it. Kids are so sheltered. Yeah, but it's and you almost have to shelter them because the world's so fucked up. We have so many psychos now, like child predators and shit just running around. You know, before it was like if somebody did something really fucked up, you put them down like a dog and you felt more safe letting your kids run around. There was a child molester in my town that everybody knew he was a child. Like we called him Chester the Molester. That's what we called him. He rode his bike around Greenview Park and had red hair. He looked like uh, Curly from the Three Stooges. It was different back then because that child molester knew that if he fucked with any of the neighborhood kids – that he would get his ass beat. Now people are afraid to give that ass beating. Like when I was 10 years old, I was able to walk down my block by myself, go to my friend's house. And when I mean down the block, like, you know, two blocks away, 20, 20 houses away, you know, my, my daughters, I live in a great neighborhood, low crime, great neighborhood. Thanks. White privilege. And my, <laughs> Her 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 sure, best fell right into your lap. Right, her right into her best friend lives two blocks away. There is not a chance in hell I would let my ten year old daughter walk ten walk two block two blocks away to go to her friend's house by herself. There's no right. way I would do it. There's no like way. It. Not knowing the things that I know, seeing the things that I see, you know, talk about the things that I talk about. It's different. Time. Also, back then, not not only would they get their ass beat, the the punishment was actually. Like justice was actually served. The police would actually do their job. They wouldn't be out on bail reform and they'd be out for later on that night for dinner and then never show up. Like this is, this has been systematically designed to do exactly what it's doing. Like this is not by accident. Like really think about it. Uh, That quote I said earlier really stands true. It does not exist. And they destroyed it purposely. It starts going back to 2001, the Patriot Act. And this is going back to how we started the conversation. Some of the shit I could tell you why George Bush sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, you, when we were talking about, I, I don't know anything because I like, I turned 18. The first Obama election was my first election as well. So I didn't know why I hated George Bush. Bush, but it was just the sentiment that celebrities hated him. And I was so plugged into the matrix because that's what I know exactly was happening with Trump. You get all these people, they're watching cable TV, they're looking at the normie internet stuff, they're listening to whatever the fuck music and orange orange man bat. So they're just regurgitating the same shit. So I know exactly what they're going through. So I want to be that guy that dips my big fucking pasty hand in there and like pulls them out of the 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 pit of misery and shows them the the world through a lens that won't make their lives suck you know it's very very difficult and you really have to tiptoe around it because some people i i I think i'm saying ignorance is bliss is truly true i Uh, wish i was dumber i wish i didn't give a fuck i wish i didn't care i wish i could watch mtv whatever the fuck turn on the tv and just be like oh yeah this is the world i wish i i wish ignorance was bliss true i guess it is but i wish i was a part of that I, th- I think about that all the time. I think about, man, would I, would I want to be able to not like wipe the site clean and be one of those ignorant assholes walking around and not have a clue about anything and think John Fetterman's this fucking great guy and Joey Bagadonis <laughs> yeah. is doing a grand yeah. old job. Like, um, <laughs> and I think about it and I'm like, you know what? It would be nice for a short period of time. Cause you know, I, I, I'd probably have a lot more peace in my life and I probably wouldn't be 
uh, as frustrated as I am most of the time um, and anxious and, you know, so many different emotions because of what we're doing and, and the world that we live in. But at the same time, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, this is, well, I'd much this is why we need there. to join Alan and become lizard people because we're that's like I'm saying this, like, where do we go from here? Right. We can't go, we can't, we can't dumb ourselves down. And then the more we learn, we're just going to get more ramped up and more resentful towards the elites. So the only thing next is to become the elites. So I want to become a lizard person. It sounds like you guys are a little ahead, like actually way further ahead in this journey. So I'm hopefully you can give me some good tips on who I can talk to. to. I'm learning from Alan. He's handling me. He's teaching me the ways of being a lizard person. But uh, are you guys even real or are you deep fakes? Because I I wouldn't know. Flickering all day. Of course, I'm a deep fake. I'm not even in the room. I'm just. I'm. This is a CGI. Is this real right now? Am I just hooked up to some machine pretending I'm even talking to you guys yeah. right now? Yeah, an, AI, an AI communicated. Uh, I am deep, 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 and uh, you know they've they've gotten to me and they have a lot on me. So I'm I'm you know now I'm out there recruiting more people to handle. It's so stupid. You know, it's, I don't know. No, but you're absolutely right. And I I think we're getting to a precipice. I was talking to our good buddy Garrett this afternoon about it. Like we're really walking on a razor's edge um, because it could go either way. um, Because the only thing that I can think of that makes sense, that can make sense of the craziness that we're currently experiencing is that this is the only way that people will see how evil, how corrupt, and how bad they want to destroy humanity is by showing them. Because I've been saying this stuff literally for decades. I've been saying that elections is rigged. I knew about Epstein. How have you been doing this for decades, dude? I'm like two and a half, three years deep, and I'm just fucking done. Like, I just, I want everybody, I just want to crawl in a hole and tell everybody to go fuck themselves. That's what I'm saying. I want to, I want to pivot into like the self-help, like helping young men become good people. Like that's because I feel like I could actually do do something if i dive too much deeper down this political rabbit hole dude i don't think i'm gonna come out right i'm gonna turn into a Kanye without saying good shit about hitler or anything like that but i'm gonna turn into a fucking nut job because it, it's it, you just get so once you start seeing that truth so i don't know how you've been doing this for 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 years bro i, I really don't know right now it wasn't it wasn't like I was like just walking through and reading this information. There was a lot of very lonely years where I couldn't talk to anybody about this stuff. They'd look at you like you're crazy. Like I, I knew about Epstein in 05 and when he got arrested the first time, I was like, look, here it is. They're like, no, he just pled down to soliciting child prostitution. He only got two years. There's no trafficking ring. I'm like, no, he's friends with Prince Andrew and Bill Clinton. He's doing all this fucking shit. He bought, bought an island. Like, what are we talking about? Here, I knew immediately that, 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 that one time when I stepped foot on his island, I knew him. Like, get me out of here. I looked at Prince and Hillary and I'm like, I don't know what the- I'm out of here. Like uh, this, this isn't for people. But it was, it it was very many years of depression and anxiety, and uh, it was very hard for many years. I'll just say that. And I, I met my former co-host Nick, uh, Nick Mirabella, who's ten. He's in his forties, older than Alan actually. Um, Might even be the same age. He's forty-four. Alan's old as fuck. Just about. But. uh, he at the time I was 22 and he was 32. So he was my age that I am now. And, uh, he turned my mentality, uh, and the way I saw and perspective of life. Cause growing up, I was like, yo, why do I want to be successful? Like, why do I want to like make make any money? Like it's pointless. Like this is all fake and gay. Like I was very, very depressed. And I was like, there's no point in even doing any of this because they control everything. 
Like you're not getting into the music industry unless you do shit. You're not getting into Hollywood unless you like, I didn't see a purpose of doing anything. And my buddy, Nick, he got me reading books like think and grow rich um, and uh, rich dad, poor dad. And all these, these things that were big paradigm shifts for me. Um, And it really, he, he really helped me get out of that funk and change my perspective on life. And there was many years I was very, very depressed and, and, and battled with really serious mental like battles like depression for many when i was younger in my mid-teens um because of this information and uh i'm very thankful that i met nick and he changed my paradigm because i probably wouldn't be here today talking about this stuff um and shedding light on it and being able to keep a positive mentality this is why we have a show every wednesday tomorrow actually me and garrett we have a show called winning wednesdays um and then we're one trying to dip our toe back into youtube with no branding whatsoever we're not like uh having any we the people stuff my our names aren't mentioned at all it's just called winning wednesdays and uh can't figure out how two losers talk about winning one day and (laughs) and the whole purpose of it is because we know we can't talk political content on youtube but part of this battle that we're in right now is not just a spiritual battle. It's a mental battle with yourself, like being able to deal with all of this negative that we're constantly being shoved down our throats on a daily basis, whether you're political or not, the way the society and and the world is right now with inflation, the cost of goods, like most people can't even put food on their family's tables. And a lot of people are aware of the evils at this point, a lot more than there were ever in my life. Right. And knowing that, carries a huge burden for a lot of people so being able to navigate that mentally is very difficult so we we do winning wednesdays just to talk about positivity because one of the things that i do to keep my mind right when i'm dealing with all this stuff i i i'm very i do this very purposefully with intention and i constantly wake up in the morning the first thing that i do is i'll put on something that makes me happy that gives brings positive influence whether it's a motivational tape like eric thomas or david penna or andy frisilla one of gay those guys. yeah gay porn obviously yeah. I, I i'll put that on i'll be brushing my teeth my first hour of the day uh, is is usually geared towards something like that um and i take time for myself to do things that I enjoy like uh, I, I for a couple of years I stopped watching sports I'm a, I grew up a huge huge sports fan like that's all I did was sports growing up and that's a huge relationship that me and my father had and a lot of my normie friends have is around sports and I don't necessarily miss the sports I miss the relationships around the sports right I miss being able to give a fuck about some guys chasing a ball around I legitimately do but now I'll be sitting there watching a game and I just I, I can't bring myself to care so you don't have to care, you know, and I learned and this took over this pandemic for me to learn because I took two years where I, I shut off sports. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Part of my family's tradition, family religion is go to opening day every single year. Like, we are don't you really, out in New York? I'm, I'm in Vegas now, but uh, uh, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, but I, so I fly home to, to go, but it, it took me a couple years of not going and just completely forgetting about sports. Like I said, my dad had season tickets to the Jets. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. Uh, this year, it's actually not a miserable life, but normally it is. And um, 
I didn't watch any sports and I just completely shut it out. And I was a miserable prick. Like I hated everything because I had no escape from all of this evil, no escape from all this negative shit that I'm consuming all of the time, 24 seven. Like before we had the show, I was able to take two weeks off or a month off and not research anything and not look into anything and just kind of like do normie shit for a little while. Now that we have the show, I have no choice. I have to be paying attention to what's going on and constantly researching this negative stuff and looking into it. So it really weighed heavy on my mind. So I needed to find an outlet and I brought sports back into my life, not for the sports themselves, but for the relationships, like the fantasy football with my friends where I just talk yeah. shit, make fun of them. Like we have a great time. I don't necessarily need to care about the sports themselves. I care about the friendships that I have around them and, and, and that kind of fun or, you know, going to a sporting event with your friends, like that energy that that brings, like it's, it's different. Um, and same thing with movies. Like, some of my favorite movies are Casino and Good, Good, Goodfellas. Robert De Niro is one of the biggest pieces of shit in the world. He's he's a I scum. love his movies. He's a he's friends with multiple pedophiles, and like we were saying earlier, you're a product of your five closest friends. So that's an alleged thing. But you know, when you're friends with that many pedophiles, I'm gonna take a wild guess that you're probably one too. Uh, pretty fair assumption. And and. But I love his fucking movies and I get joy from watching his movies like I could watch if they're on that's on I'm watching it because I I just love the fuck. So I, I I couldn't just stop watching it because I, I, I want I'm just taking joy away from myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm taking enjoyment out of my own life just to make a stand on something that's not going to make any difference at all by me not watching this movie. Oh, I'm not watching this movie anymore because this, that, and the other. Like that's not going to stop the movie from from existing. <laughs> you know, it's not going to make any difference. So you gotta. It's 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 really difficult. You gotta find uh, a balance. And none of these things that I say, like sports, should never supersede what's what's important like going to your town 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 hall meetings and going to your school board meetings and making sure that those things are taken care of and as a little escape from what's important sure you want to entertain in movies and sports and other things absolutely you deserve that you should be doing that you should be enjoying life that's what we're fighting for at the end of the day we're all fighting for everybody to enjoy their life to do what they love like that's what i'm fighting for at least like i want everybody to have freedom and do what you love to do. If that's what you truly want to do, go do it. And most people are, can't do it for, for many reasons or scared to do it or uh, they don't know. I uh, want my kid not to have to worry about what her, has ha happens to her kids. You know, Of course. Of course. I don't have kids, but... Yeah, I, I'm just kind of curious, uh, curious about that, Alan. So, I mean, I guess is the best tool that you could... Put, and this is a question like I'm, I'm asking i'm just you know i don't have kids but i would assume i mean the best tool that you could put in someone's toolbox is teaching them to control the things that they can control and kind of block out the uncontrollable i mean is yeah. that kind of fair to say no it is fair to say and it, it's actually something that my wife um says from time to time is you can't get emotional and worry about the things that you can't control which is true it's true about everything if you can't control it you, you may feel the effect that you're going to feel the effect of what you can't control, depending on what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to be upset about, you know? Yeah, there's so many things to be upset about. And just just the the course that our country has taken in the, in the past two years, but, you know, financially for everybody and whether they're struggling to put food on their table or maybe not that big of a struggle or just seeing that they're – finances aren't what they were 
three and four years ago um, because of what's happening to this country. And that it, it's something that right now we can't control, but we should be able to. And controlling that is obviously getting the right, pe- giving the right people jobs to to control that, you know. But as far as ha- having kids, like I would say a big, big thing you should be telling your younger kids is, you know, don't, I, I swear anxiety and mental illness runs rampant nowadays with young children from like my kid's age, you know, when she was a couple years ago, it, it was, she just went through this bout of just like, she just, it, it was a small spurt where she just wasn't happy. And she actually freaked my wife and I out one day. And she, she literally said to us, maybe she was six turning seven. And she's like, oh, I think I have a case of the depressions. God, that is just so crazy. That's so unfathomable for me. Because at that age, I was playing with Hot Wheels and Ninja Turtles. And the world could suck my fucking ball sack. I was having fun at all times. Because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was telling people to suck at DX all day. This I would was, around, well, but it's stone cold stuttering kids in recess. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. And, and we, when, when we were that young, we didn't, we weren't torn out of our classrooms and told to sit in your house in front of a computer and not learn and see some other kids on a fucking zoom and a teacher and learn nothing uh, and then not be around your friends and not be able to do things that she was able to do a few months back before that with her friends in public places because of what our government did to our society right and that we couldn't talk about it that's the big like i understand there needs to be a reaction to or if there's a threat sure we need to react but the fact that we completely silenced one side and like i i think about the seniors a lot because i think about my senior year in high school and it was just very fun for me And I think about the seniors that had to go through that in 2020. And the only reason they had to go through all this bullshit or like the little kids not being able to see their friends is because one side was so incredibly silenced just because the other side didn't like this one person who was Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump represented this one side and because they hated him as an individual, they silenced every voice that was anything different from what the fuck Fauci was saying. So now you got a whole generation of depressed kids, businesses shut down. Uh, doctors that were even coming. I mean, the guy that invented the MNR, MNRA, is that right? M- whatever. The guy who, whatever it is. Yeah, the guy who invented the particular technology for the for the V word, he literally came out and said, no, this will not stop the spread. And he got nuked off of Twitter. Everything. Shut him down. Shut him down. He's not following the narrative. He's not promoting our bullshit. He's an opposing factor. Shut him down. And, and it's just for the fact – I mean people can have their opinions or whatever, but just to shut down the dialogue, it, just, it should be such a lesson. And what really drives me crazy is the people that were advocating for all this lunacy, they aren't coming around. They want amnesty. They're not going to come around and say, oh, we fucked up. If I'm, if I'm wrong when I fuck up, I will sincerely apologize, and that is a sign of just maturity and being a man, being an adult in general. And yeah. these fucking liberals, they, they cannot apologize – I don't even need an apology, just – recognize the the things that you've participated like what is one thing in the last three years that they've been right about they've been wrong they've been wrong about everything at what point do you step back and just be like okay well i've been a part of all i'm calling people conspiracy theorists and i'm wrong about literally fucking everything at what point do you kind of reflect and say okay i was wrong about the george floyd riots i was wrong about the covid shit i was wrong about biden's fucking dementia like at what point do you just step up and say 
I'm wrong. Let me reassess my values instead of just jumping on the newest thing, which is Ukraine or whatever. Now there's no self accountability. Like they, they have kicked the can down the curb their entire life. They've never taken responsibility for any of their actions. It's always been that way. And that's the way that they've been trained. That's how they grew up. It was never there. Like think about it. The, the, the trophy generation, like they, they get rewarded no mm-hmm. matter what. Regardless, up as your participation trophy. That's bullshit. Regardless of the outcome, you're getting rewarded and that that builds a uh i guess a, an impression in these young kids that they when they do the slightest bit of work or they do the littlest thing they deserve to be given something this is why they want socialism this is why they want all this free shit because they 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 feel entitled to being rewarded for just existing just for being born and coming out of their mother's vagina like that's that's literally how they feel and now you when when you say hey uh you've been wrong about this that and the other like you want to you know apologize or say hey man uh, maybe i was wrong i i shouldn't have done that or said the things because they were they were literally wishing death on us on us pure bloods they were wishing for us to not be able to interact in society they still are they still are and then uh what's her nuts uh I don't know. It's something Jean Pierre. I don't even know this bitch's name because oh, I stopped Karine watching. Jean Pierre, KJP. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. I'm not even gonna learn her name because I don't. I think so lowly for. But she came out because they're talking about the Twitter files, and then she she spun it saying, "Well, this is old news. There's more pressing things going on, like the hate speech." She's like, no, this isn't old news, bitch. Let's learn from history. This is why we take history in high school so we don't have another Holocaust or whatever the fuck it is. Like we're supposed to learn from history, and these people completely just sweep everything under the rug and don't take any lessons out of it, and it drives me absolutely nuts and that's why i want to provide the information for these young kids because if these people were my competition i'd be a fucking millionaire by now if i was growing up with this pussy ass generation where i'm competing with the current like 18 year olds if that was my competition and knowing what i know now i wish that were the case sounds sounds like you have an idea for uh volume two of uh of your of, of your of your, of your principles volume two yeah, and that no. Right now, I'm working on a book where I'm writing. It's a fiction book, but I'm hoping it becomes an autobiog- autobiography about how I became a lizard person. So it's basically just a fiction book about joining the You're Illuminati. You're one step close today. You met an actual lizard person who will train you to be a. This is going to be part of the story. This is going to be part of the story. I'm going to talk about coming on this podcast and get some information from Alan. And now, next thing now, I knew, I was at Hillary's house. And, Hillary, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's fucking wild, dude. No, it's, it's the first it's, time she offered me an adrena an adrenochrome colada was like <laughs> epic, and I was like, I don't know if I could drink that. I think I'm, you know, I'm out, and she's over there swilling them, and Bill's over there touching himself, looking at pictures of young girls, and you know, this this is this was the the pedophilia happy hour at the Clinton's house, you know. Bro, I'm trying to get invited to Mar-a-Lago so bad. I, I want to get to because I, I know all these these turning point people. I've had communications with with Don Jr. I yeah, I, 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 Saturday. I know these people. They know who I am and I just want to get but I've I've talked so much shit about conservatives where I think I might have burned that bridge, but I'm really trying to get to Mar-a-Lago, bro. I got I got so uh Mar-a-Lago might still be in the cards because I truly believe like Donnie, Donnie, uh, he's not a hundred percent conservative all of the time. Like he's oh, got a hundred percent. He's got some liberal views still. Um, and so I, I, and I think he's, he realizes how corrupt the GOP is. Um, and for, to an extent, uh, and I think it's a lot deeper 
um, behind the scenes than what he shows publicly. hundred percent. I've been on some other podcasts recently, like some non-political, just like some comics here in LA and stuff. And we were, t- I, I, cause not to get into like the abortion thing, because it's just kind of a weird subject, but I it, like, I, I, you can't tell me that Donald Trump hasn't had one or two abortions in his fucking life. You know what I mean? But there's no way he, there's no way the biggest playboy in history has not, who's like almost 80 years old has not done some weird shit in the seventies, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause I don't want to. He was a regular at studio 54. He was drinking, do drugs at all. Do not no. smoke. He did um, not. He did not, but he did like his women for sure. I mean, he's, I mean, hats out. Big 45's got bitches, and I respect that. He's a G, and he's got, I don't trust anybody that doesn't get girls because women are the perfect barometer. If you're a fucking loser, no girl's going to talk to you. So why am I going to talk to you? I don't want to hang out with some bum. I don't want to hang out with some fucking dork. So if, girl, I like your logic. so if girls don't like, if some, if I'm hanging out with somebody and he's bitching about women, if he's like, oh, women suck, like, no, bro, you suck. Because the way yeah. women treat you is a direct reflection of how you treat yourself. Because, like, you know what I mean? They don't, I'm going to be. Oh, it's a very good barometer, dude. I, I actually, I actually uh, might steal that from you. That's actually a very good way because you're 100% right. If women don't want you, like, Donald Trump is probably in the hall of fame the mount rushmore like him Derek jeter yeah like a couple other guys are on there of just like girls that they have in their feather like caps in their feather feathers in their cap i'm sorry i'm retarded um but uh those guys like when 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 he says like the the hot mic that got released oh you, you know girls just let them grab you by the pussy and they the left went emotionally crazy over this whole thing and i always i'm like yo like let's let's slow the fuck down here. Like let's let's slow a roll. Like we know for a fact this is a a known fact that women will do anything. Will bang any fucking walking shit sack that has a fuck ton of money. Like you could have like a million dollar nice car, and you like you don't have to have any personality. You can get bitches. Like that, we we if you have money, you can get bitches. I mean, they'll be using you. You're basically turned into another shameless book plug. But that is the concept of a male slut. How women will use but, 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 resources. But you're still getting pussy. That's all you care about. Transaction. And that's a fact, though. Like tens. Like you, you'll see tens go and smash these fucking. Like Stephen Hawking probably got pussy. Like <laughs> let's be real. Um, and, and just because he had money, like Harvey Weinstein got a lot. Yeah, but athletes, athletes, they have women waiting down in the lobby when they come down from their hotel room they could pick who they fucking want like even nhl players and let's be real like i love hockey but nhl is not like you're not walking around and be like yo that's fucking ovechkin walking around the city like no one has any idea who the fuck these people are and hockey players still have this issue where women are sitting down in the lobby waiting for them to pick oh hey i want you tonight and you're gonna get fucked like that's how women are. So Donald Trump being a wealthy, wealthy man and famous on top of it, walks into a fucking room and every single bitch is dropping their panties to go and try to talk to him. Every single girl. And well, not every, there's still some good girls out there. I can't say that, but the majority of the women in the club, especially if you're at the club every weekend, you're usually one of those girls that are going to let you grab them by the fucking pussy. Cause and that's what they're letting them do every single time. Let's uh-huh. remember, let's remember. And at that time in his, heyday everyone who says they hate and despise him now oh they loved him they loved him yeah loved him i mean he's hilarious he's so likable unless he's yeah until he got into politics you couldn't find anybody that really hated donald trump like he was hilarious 
He was the man. Everybody loved him. Every and everybody and you go back to like he 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 uh what was the judge uh fuck uh Judge Joe what's his fucking name black dude I wouldn't know that's beyond my uh, he was the famous judge he was on TV Judge Joe Brown I think Judge Joe Brown yeah yeah, yeah yeah Judge Joe Brown um. He, he was doing an interview. He's like, yo, like Donald Trump, all these these black guys, they wanted to get loans from the bank and the banks wouldn't give them loans. And they would people would send them to Donald Trump and Donald Trump would give them the loan and then uh, wish them all the success. And when they were successful and came back and paid the loan, he'd rip up the check and say, good luck. Like these are things that he was doing back in the 80s. He was financing so many young entrepreneurs and helping people get off the ground, helping them become successful. Things that we all talked about and discussed that we want to do. And well, no one wants to talk about those things. I heard uh, you guys know who Waka Flocka Flame is, right? Yeah, Waka Flocka. I go hard yeah, yeah. So he, I saw a video of him talking about how Trump sat him down at one point and taught him about like LLCs and protecting his shit with the corporation when he started getting famous. Like, when who, what news outlet is ever going to talk about Donald Trump taking the time to teach Waka Flocka about something? Hero. But this is why he's. This is why he respects him, and he never talks badly about Donald Trump, which. Most people, Donald Trump has done great things for, like Jesse Jackson and Reverend Al Sharpton that go out there and lambast him all fucking day with insults and call him racist and this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, he financed Jesse Jackson's fucking run for presidency. Uh, he got ASAP <laughs> Rocky out of Swedish prison. He got Kodak Black out of prison. Like, I mean, come on. How's he that? Brittany Griner is still in Russia for nine years doing hard manual labor for uh, a vape pen. Like, there's no way Trump would not have gotten her out. There's no fucking already. way. She'd be out already, even though she literally said, I don't want to live in this country anymore. It doesn't stand for the national anthem and is a complete toxic waste and does not deserve to be taken out of jail. Donald Trump would still get her out of jail because she's an American. Right. He'd still do it. She right. doesn't deserve it. She does not deserve it. He would still do it, and that's the type of man he is, and unfortunately, he does not get the coverage that he deserves. Does, does he say some wild man shit? Absolutely, but do we need somebody right now that's going to say some wild man shit? In my opinion, yeah. We need someone who's going to sit out here and call this bullshit out. But see, that's so we were talking about this earlier, and that's that's where I'm very conflicted because I don't know if we need somebody like Trump that's just going to be so fucking hard where he's just going to say no. This is like throat because I don't think these people can handle yeah. truth. I don't think I think you kind of need to spoon feed it to them, and that's where I think DeSantis would come in well because he would kind of pander to the moderates and kind of. I disagree. I disagree. Push. I, no, I can tell you, hold on. Trump, if you noticed from his his uh, announcement speech, um, he, he stayed on cue, and I, I, I think you're going to see a little bit of a di different messaging, and he's going to bring it back a little bit. Um, you know, Ron, Ron DeSantis has his place. Right now he's placed in Florida. He, need, he needs to, 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 to serve Florida, in his, which is now is his last term as governor. And I can tell you, Ron DeSantis is not going to run for president. He's not running. So, so, so regardless, regard, regardless if he runs, the point at hand is Ron DeSantis is a little softer on the ears and a little bit more presidential, and I, I disagree. Uh, the reason why I disagree, he's owned these liberal media constantly, and he's called them out, put them on blast with some hilarious trolls. Like he's he, he is a very good troll himself. Right. He's not as Donnie, but he's a very good troll. The problem, the, the, the only difference is the media coverage. 
Ron is not getting, he's still getting media coverage, but he's not getting the coverage that Donnie is getting, the constant barrage of attacks. If Donnie's out of the picture, Ron is getting the same treatment in the media that Donnie's getting right now. The same. Do you think no, he would amplify it as much though? Because I think Trump kind I of enjoys it. I mean, I'm kind of a sicko like that too. I like to engage in my comments. And so I think Trump is kind of a sicko where he likes to engage with the fucking he actually. He absolutely does. Yeah, I think I think Ron DeSantis does as well. I think he enjoys in the back and forth banter the way you, you could see him respond. Like he doesn't use social media in the way he does, but I think the reason why Donald Trump used social media is because he knew that his message would not get across to people because the media, like you said, took his words and twisted it around constantly. So this is a way for him to talk to the people directly without the media interfering uh and changing what he's saying it was a, it was a tact tactical move in my opinion because there was no way he was going to be able to say what he was able to what wanted to say without twitter there's no there's no way the media would have never put any of it out there's still people that still believe that he told us to inject bleach these there's still people that believe that he said there's some very fine people on both sides and that was referencing the kkk like there, there's so many ridiculous statements that people still believe because of the media twisted it that if Twitter did not exist for Donald Trump, he would not have been able to communicate with the people directly. And the media is 100% the reason the country's so divided because they they say such outlandish, they'll just say whatever the fuck they want. And then you get people that are smart enough, like myself, that, was, that said, okay, that's wrong. And it pushed me to one side. Then you get people that are so fucking stupid where they hear that and they go, oh, the TV said that. So do it, do it. And they get pushed more to the other side. And they're just creating this gap between between the country in general where I, I don't think if the media wasn't the way they were, I think Donald Trump would be the most beloved president ever because I think a lot of people, a lot of different racial groups, a lot of different groups are just kind of waking up to what his true motive was. Now that Biden's been in office kind of been fucking people over for long enough. With, and, and that goes back to my point is the only thing that makes sense is you have to show the people how corrupt these people are. Cause if, again, if Donald Trump had won in 2020, it would be the media t constantly China virus, this, the orange man, bad, this constant barrages of attacks on Donald Trump. Meanwhile, now instead, what is everybody seeing? Everybody's seeing that the economy is going to shit. It's not Donald Trump's fault as much as they want to try to blame it. They can't, they've been trying. They can't the Afghanistan situation, not just, they try to blame it on Trump doesn't work not falling for it the Ukraine situation the inflation the the shipping containers uh, the the lack of goods everything that's going on people are seeing not only that they wouldn't be seeing the elections being rigged and fraudulent they wouldn't be but seeing they would have to admit that they were wrong and that's the thing people would rather pay eight dollars for for a gallon of gas and five dollars for a gallon of milk than just say oh well I was wrong about the orange guy well I, I, I agree to an extent, but what I, what I also see and what I say to people all the time, I'm like, are more people awake today than there were yesterday? I hope so. I really I, hope so. I, I, I think that's the case. I, I really think a lot of people are seeing the economy, the gas prices. There are I – mean, you're, you're, in, you're in L.A. right now, so like you're in the fucking – Belly the beast, dog. You're, you're in the worst possible place to be like all those people are fucking lunatics. I went to L.A. to do Sam Tripoli's show uh, one time, and I will never, ever, ever go back. That place is hell on earth. And I grew up 20 minutes from Manhattan. I always wanted to go to L.A. when I was a kid. I wanted to go to Santa Barbara University in college and go to – I'll never go back to L.A. ever. Are, are you and Sam pretty cool then? Yeah, yeah, me and Sam are pretty cool. I talk to him uh, fairly often. Why? Oh, he followed me recently, but I've, I haven't been, you know, I don't like fanboying out or whatever, but I'm a big fan of his, so I haven't messaged him or anything like that. He's the man. He's the man. Reach out to him and be like, hey, I was just on We The People Radio. 
uh, those guys are, you know, say whatever you want to say, and uh, he'll probably message you back. He, he's he's really cool. He, cool. He, it may take him a little while because he's fucking busy, but he yeah. usually messages messages back. He's a really good dude. Wow. A little, little, little bit, little bit of breaking news. I've been watching the whole show, the back and forth uh, numbers of the uh, the Georgia Senate race. Uh, they, I mean, it, we, we're talking. I mean, the flip flops for the past hour are unbelievable. But they just called it ninety four percent reporting. They called it for uh, Raphael Warnock with fifty point six percent of the vote, one point seven million in change. Herschel Walker with forty nine point four percent at one point six seven million of the vote but there there was like the past hour where i literally we were talking within you know 89 percent reporting within 2000 votes but it looks like the uh uh associated press called it the times called it i don't have anything up right now but so that's called so i mean it's uh but i i had that i had that feeling from the get-go it uh you know they they were gonna they were gonna definitely the 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 fucking dems were gonna keep the senate what were they doing the ballot harvesting down in Georgia? I've been I've been tuned out. Yeah, I think they were doing the ballot harvesting, which is something a uh, big I've been I've been talking about recently, uh, especially with people around where I am in New York, because uh, in New York there's no, in some states ballot harvesting is illegal, but in a lot of states it's not. And mail-in voting, early voting, we know it's not going away because it's it's the states have it, and you know some states will will probably do away with it but we know most states won't so this is this going to be the new normal way of voting i'm going to say with certainty yes so as far as the ballot harvesting goes which the democrats are brilliant with then now the republicans need to do it better and not by recruiting people out of cemeteries i'm talking people that are not going to come out and vote in person, like, and, and then area, you know, places like colleges and other things that we have to the polling to them. You know, in, in New York, 7 million people didn't vote in, 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 in the last, in this past election. So, you know, uh, and that's, you know, Republicans, Democrats, independents, then that's a problem. And that, that's happening all over. So, I am completely against mail-in voting, ballot harvesting. I am for election day, voting in person, how it was, and that's how it should be. But that's not what it looks like it's going to be going forward. Maybe ever again. Who knows? I mean, at oh. least put the driver's license number on the fucking ballot. You know, that's not asking for too much. Well, there's only – I think there, there's only – listen, there's only 34 states where you need ID to vote. So – you can hold events and, and and have the ballot, the early the early ballot requests, and figure out the sure the sure way to do it. Which I've been talking to people about that um, here, and maybe trying to do it on a national level. Where now, whether you agree with it or not, it's here, and now Republicans have to play the game better, and that and that's the problem where they they're not. So that that's something that in in future elections, if ballot harvesting is there in your area, well. You have to tactfully and legally be able to do it right better than what the Democrats are going to do. The same game as them. It's the same thing as us on social media. Like we have, even though we don't like what's being done and how it's happening, if we want to get ahead and we have to play the same game as them. So we have to play by their rules and and do the same things that they're doing. So they show up to colleges, they bribe students for their vote to vote Democrat down ticket with, you know, food and uh, gift cards, et cetera, et cetera. 
why don't we start showing up to these events and start doing the same fucking thing? Like because we, we don't have cool enough people to recruit young people. So there's a big misconception, and it's not even a misconception, but we need to get all these old fucks out of the... There, there's not enough cool Republicans, you know. There's like I'm, I, I don't, I don't like all these old dork, docker, super conservative, you know. I just want the anti. I'm, I'm all for the anti woke agenda, and that is there's a lot of young cool people with a lot of good stuff to say and a lot of good ideas, and they're not getting the time of the day because we still have these old, fucking dork ass conservatives in the way, and I think. I think there's a culture war that the left is winning on every front because they can do to the kids what was to me about George Bush. You know, I don't know why I hated the guy. I just knew there was a culture war. The music I was consuming, the movies I was watching, the books I was reading, whatever it was, was telling me that these crazy right wingers are all bad people. And it took me some self-reflection to really look into it. And I know that's exactly what's always been going on. Right. And un un unless we change that, like, People are doubling down about, you know, going even for like, I joke about being a crazy right wing extremist, but it's like, we just got our asses kicked in an election that should have been a huge red wave. And now people want to double down and it's like, okay, well, let's kind of reassess some things. Like, well, let's, we're not, let's, we're not going to be able to adjust or reassess anything until we get the elections fixed. And if they're going to rig the elections, we might as well, might as well play that game as well. But you're a hundred percent right. Like there is no cool conservatives. And, and when someone who's uh, semi-conservative or might even have conservative views says something in the conservative movement, like for example, Joe Rogan, he comes out and says something or Russell Brand comes out and says something that has a valid point. Everybody immediately is, oh, he's controlled op. He's a Mossad agent. He's this, that, and the other. Uh, you can't trust what he's saying uh, because of whatever. Whatever whatever reason they want to say, they, they attack these people. Because for, for whatever, I don't even know why at this point. We need to get back to message over messenger. Like what's being said is more important. And the fact is if we don't get celebrity power, the fact is if we don't get athletes, people that have – influence over younger generations as yeah. shitty as it is like i don't i wish it wasn't that way i wish people were smart enough to think for themselves and not have to have some celebrity say something or joe rogan say something for them to believe it like i really wish that wasn't the case but unfortunately that's reality so until we bring that type of level and influence to our side we're never going to make an impact on young, younger generations ever and it's going to be a vicious cycle over and over again because you're absolutely right there is no cool kids it's a bunch of dorks like charlie kirk and ben shapiro like these guys are a bunch of fucking herbs and ben shapiro but doesn't it ben shapiro does not appeal to the younger crowd like i i like there are like I know that there are some influencers out there that are working on things that may be coming out of the next after the new year to try to um, appeal to that eighteen to thirty-two year uh, age group, and you know that's the problem with the Republican messaging in the GOP and 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 even just conservatism is, you know, you have Turning Point USA, you Lisa. have wait, 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 you, you know you, you what's that CPAC. You have CPAC, which I, I, I hate. I, I hate the slap. So, Garbage. but it's not even Turning Point USA, which, you know, their messaging sucks too. And knowing for a fact what they do with their influencers is when they're ambassadors, they tell them what to say, but to say it differently. So it sounds like it's coming from them, you know? And I have that from inside as a turning point. Like it's all bullshit, it's all smoke mm -hmm. and mirrors. Um, totally. And most of them, most of them are there, in my opinion 
to grift clicks and views with whatever they're doing and advertising sponsorships. Okay. You know, like, and, and that's, and that's how it is. Okay. Like I've, I've, I was approached by the, the war room, you know, and I'm not a fan of Steve Bannon. I, I it is what it is. Um, but you see, cause I, I know people that are tied in with him and they say, I have the cigar company and that I got, you know, certain political people are out there and I have them as, as brand ambassadors. And he's like, Oh, why don't you pay that $20,000 a month? And we will promote your brand on a war room off shoot show that might be coming out in January to younger people. And I'm like, no, your show is not worth $20,000 a month. To, me. to be honest, it's not worth $2,000 a month to me. I know you get a million downloads per episode or I'm sorry, 11 million, uh, uh, downloads per episode and that your offshoot will probably get 10% of that. But still that's not, they, he wants me to spend $20,000 a month on something that's not even launched yet. And this is where they're at. It's a, it's a lot of it. It's a money grab and it's a grip. A lot of people don't like hearing that, but it is what it is. The messaging is there. I get it. Their hearts are in the right place for the most part not all the time, but it's, uh, there's a lot of phony. There's a lot of phonies. And, and if you really want to listen to someone call out phonies in the conservative movement, then I encourage everyone to listen to Bryce Gray when he does his live streams because he calls everybody out and he saw it from the inside and they turned his back on him. He was the MAGA rapper and he was, you know, the, it wasn't Donald Trump. It was at the time his media team that basically asked Bryson Gray to change some of the lyrics in his songs because he was going too hard on homosexuals because homosexuals in the conservative movement complained. And then basically they didn't have, sign a contract with him for all the Trump rallies back in 2020 because of the media team bending the knee to openly homosexuals in the conservative movement that Bryson Gray spoke out about. It's all fake and bullshit. Faking to your point, Rodney, uh, it, it's like you were saying earlier that you want to get invited to Mar-a-Lago and you might get, might not get that uh, invite because you went too hard on conservatives. And I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't think Donnie's that that type of way. But in the conservative movement, that is one hundred percent the the way. Uh, if you're not towing the same conservative line, if you're not saying the the right talking points, you're you're not invited. Like I've gotten media passes for a lot of big events and done media at a lot of places. And uh, I had an insider that that was working at CPAC and was like, "Hey, apply for a media pass. I'll make sure it goes through." And I applied, and the person that I applied with, they had a show. They got through. I did not get through. They did not want me at CPAC because they knew I was going to go there and I was going to ask all the really hard questions about right. why they're so stuck in the mud about marijuana, why they're still so stuck in the mud about all this bullshit and they're not doing anything. Um, and they knew I was going to ruffle feathers, so they don't want me there, even though I'm doing what real media personnel should be doing, asking those hard questions. Um, so I wouldn't worry. Mar-a-Lago is still on the table. If I were you, I would. Uh, and the only way, listen, the only way anybody's going to Mar-a-Lago is if you're if you're going to an event and willing to spend money to go to it. That's the only. You don't just get invited to Mar-a-Lago. Like I've I've been invited to I don't know maybe four or five events there. Haven't gone to any because one I don't want to pay to travel to Florida. The event I was I was invited to go to, of course, came with a price to go because it was fundraising events, and I you know it was just it it just wasn't something that I just felt like doing. But like. You can get involved. Like there's, um, oh, they just had their gala there. I, it, it's on oh, the, a, 
wrong. There's a couple people that go that that don't pay money. There's a couple influencers like Red Pill Babe. She's been to Mar-a-Lago with Wake Up Linda. They've been a few times. I'm sure they. I'm sure they didn't pay. But if they were going to a fundraising event, somebody paid for them to be there. It's all about money. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I, think, I think Linda and I, I might be talking. I think she she's in pretty close. I mean, she's part of like that whole camp. I mean, she's pretty plugged in. To, yeah, she, oh, she's definitely plugged in. I don't know how, but she's definitely plugged in some way, um, connected into some way. And, it, and it, it's just all of these different organizations that are having events at Mar-a-Lago. They're not the only influencers like Instagram, like people that that I've communicated on a regular basis with. Like like I Red, Red Pill Babe is is a close friend of ours. Um, you know, there's a couple other. I don't think Ian Smith paid when he went. Um, but uh, when he was running for Congress, yeah. Or even, but yeah. He, I think he went one other time as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm like when they all go there and, and they're running for Congress, their their campaigns are paying. You know, like yeah. when when you when all, when all these people were running for Congress, okay, and they were taking their pictures with Donald Trump. All right, that picture was costing them twenty five thousand dollars to his pack. In order to to for 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 endorsements and things like that, like that's See, the way it is, like I would get emails from people, well, like from for events, like uh, Jr. Majewski was uh his his actually event had gotten canceled because uh I forgot oh I think it was around the the Mar-a-Lago raid or something like that I don't remember why, um, and uh, when I got the the flyer, it was I think it was. Fifteen hundred dollars to it. It was a fundraiser for him. Like I was going, actually. Like I, I was going. That was when I was going. As a matter of fact, I had talked to Roger Stone. He's in Florida. I was going to go meet up with him, and we were going to go together to the event. And it and but and it said you have an. I think it was a. There was some sort of VIP for five thousand, and then if you wanted a meet and greet in a photo with Donald Trump, the forty fifth president, twenty five thousand dollars. That's what it was. Dude, I'm I'm fucking hey, that's crazy to me because I tell you what, Trumps, if you ever come across this video, if I could be in an in like if I could be in Don Jr.'s ear and if I could have any sort of influence in uh like pu- public and media and stuff like that, I would tell him invite the fucking Nelk boys, get Kodak Black to come to a concert here, get ASAP Rocky up in here, get these young cool people, like get tr- leave Charlie Kirk at home. We know Charlie Kirk's gonna be here talking about fucking having missionary sex or whatnot. Let's get ASAP Rocky on the stage, have people taking pictures, putting it on Instagram. These young kids would be like, oh, what? Kodak Black did a concert at Mar-a-Lago. He tried it with Little Pump, but I don't think Little Pump had enough star power. They don't have somebody cool enough in their ear to let them know what to do because they're just they're they're conservatives. You know what I mean? But so it's like if you want to get your foot in that door, like I said, the Nelk Boys would be a perfect fucking way into the youth. Well, look at the Biden administration. They're they're taking all of these influencers. They're paying them money to to put out certain content. They're probably telling them what content to put out there. Just make it their own, and and they're using that to get people to follow their agenda. Now, why don't we do the same thing? Give the Nelk boys like, hey, create a, a skit or do something like like what, what they're doing just, right just now. Go there and vlog it. Just go there and vlog the good time. Have have some shotgunning beers on. Like I know it sounds degenerate, but I'm sorry. This is warfare here. Like let's yeah. do this. You know. I agree with you a thousand percent. Like look what they did. Uh, did you see the recent video? He walked in in BDSM gear and he walked into the Balenciaga flagship store and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to apply for a job." I watch looking up Kardashians every day. Like, uh, this is what you guys want, right? <laughs> and, and they're big Trump supporters. So it's like, yeah. why why wouldn't you invite these fun young people around to get some good publicity with the younger crowd? Why well, would you do that? 
I think he was very smart going on a podcast with them. Uh, I think that was a brilliant move. I think he needs to do more of that. Um, even even when he did an interview with the press, like I thought that was a, a a brilliant move. Like, but we need more of it. Like, it's so few and far between that. Like, nobody it it never catches. It never holds water because it's just like, oh, cool, flash in the pan, boom, that's a cool thing, and it gets censored big time. Right, because I mean, when when the when the progressives get together, they get together, and I'm sure they trash the right. I mean, I don't pay attention to that much anymore because my brain just fucking melts, right? But I know when the conservatives get together, all they do is talk about the woke left. They talk about how bad the movies are, how bad the music is, and it's all true. But it's like, what's the alternative? What are you offering? And so that's what I'm saying. It's like bring cool people in, get them involved, and start winning the culture war, and start to yeah. penetrate the hearts and minds of people through shit they actually care. Because nobody wants to sit there and hear Charlie Kirk talk about how degenerate the world is. We know this. Candace Owens, no, I don't want to hear none of it, none of it. I, and I'm, I, and I agree with a lot of the things they say. I don't want to hear them. They're fucking annoying. They drive me nuts. They make me want to pull. Say all the same thing over and over. You know that's that's the problem. It's it's we can all have the same goal, but. That people should change up their messaging. Like it, it gets a little redundant depending on what your what your um, I guess path is in the in the narrative that you're pushing. But it, it does it gets redundant, and I, that's why I stopped listening to a lot of people. But you know, there's there's also like a reason, like the Charlie Kirk show and War Room. Why Donald Trump's not on those shows? There there's good reasons from inside mm-hmm. Trump camp. There's good reasons. Interesting. I mean, well, I think, I, think, I think you'll see things, interesting things happen in the next two years uh, with Donald Trump's involved with. I hope so. But it's 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 the same thing with religion. You know, uh, you know, these crazy conservative Christian conservatives turned me away from God for many years because they were just trying to shove this rhetoric down my throat. And uh, I didn't I wasn't buying it. And I, it took me many years uh, of self-reflection and uh, thought and realization uh, that God was real, but I didn't need a sick, crazy religion to have a relationship with God. Um, and I was so turned off by these sycophants, these fucking nutcases that are out here saying like, oh, you're cursing. You're a bad person. You're going to hell. Uh, you, you you act this way. You're not perfect. Uh, so you're going to hell. Um, and it really bothered me because as you could see, I'm rough around the edges. This is, this is who I am. I'm my mo- most authentic self on air all of the time. Like if you hang out with me, I'm the same fucking dude in person that I am on air. And that's how it should be. There's so many fakes in this industry. Like I I'm all about authenticity and being who you are. And if you don't like that, then sorry, I'm not for you. Um, and I, I I'm fine with that. And so many people aren't, but it's the same exact argument. They, they try to mold you into this person that they want you to be when in reality, you're you, you're an individual, you're different than, than everybody else. And that's how God intended it. In my opinion, we're all supposed to be individuals. We're all supposed to be our own, our own person. Um, and it's, we need to get away from that, that, that stuff. Like I say all the time, like there's so many conservatives that are chads. Like they love to party. They love to get down. They like to do some mushrooms, smoke some weed and go to concerts and have fun. Like they're conservatives. That's me. I'm a conservative. I already smoked a fat bowl, did a dab before the show. I got a fat, fat stack of penis envy mushrooms sitting next to me. I want to have some fun. I'm not a stick in the mud, but I have conservative values. Like uh, I I see the world for what it is. And just because I feel that way doesn't mean I don't want to have fun. And that's the problem with the conservative leadership they think that they just we got to push this narrative down everybody's throat and forget about fun and and doing fun things because that's evil
Right. Well, and that's where I'm saying we need more people like you getting the same type of shine and being close to the. We need people like you at Mar-a-Lago and myself. Yeah, we 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 should we should we should start a protest. We should like put out uh, do a whole campaign. Get Lord Petty and we the People Radio and the Great Divide to fucking Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, but- we need to get in these people's ears and let them know. Look, Don, you're you're shitting on gold toilets for a long time. I need to let you know how the people feel. <laughs> the large majority of the people we like drinking beer and smoking weed and fucking bitches the same thing that you like to do we're not all these stick up the ass conservatives but we don't want to see our country be a goddamn shithole run by the liberals and that's where people you know the term based this really drives me nuts because people really misuse the term based because they think unless you're just just this far right ideology you're not quote based and based is exactly what you were describing where you think for yourself you're a person sure you're a conservative by definition but you think for yourself you like doing what you want to do and mm-hmm. that is that is being based i get in this argument with people where they'd be like, oh, Lord Petty, you're not based because you said this about gay marriage. I don't give a fuck what people do. Go but fuck your boyfriend. I don't care. Just keep it out of my house. Keep it away from the kids. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But when people say you're not based unless you're this far right Christian conservative, just dockers wearing sketchers wearing dork. No, that's not what that word means. It's been completely washed. And we've yeah. yeah. You could still be a Christian and still want to have fun. Like you don't have to be a stick in the mud and be like this robot person. And that's the the huge issue that I had with religion growing up. And Catholic school helped a lot with that as well, realizing how corrupt it was. But that's a whole other story. We'll be here for fucking 15 million hours. <laughs> yeah, I want to go. I want to go watch a documentary with uh, with my wife tonight. Uh, died suddenly. Yeah, we got. I got to check that out as well. It's on the Patriot Podcast Network. Actually, Rodney, we got to maybe we got to get this guy on the Patriot Podcast Network. Um, oh, and so, so oh, Alan is the CEO. Not only runs my Patriot cigars, which we haven't shouted out yet, um, we will do at the end. But uh, he also runs a Roku TV channel uh, called the Patriot Podcast Network, where a bunch of shows like ourselves, a couple conspiracy shows, a couple non-conspiracy shows, are all on there. There's about what 15, 18 shows on there now. We got about twenty or so on there. Um, and it's on the, the Roku TV, and we air all of our, our shows. We're live there right now. So if you have a Roku TV, type in the Patriot Podcast Network. We'll be right there, and you'll see our uh, my beautiful face, Rodney's beautiful face, and this ugly piece of shit next to us. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you got a show, I'm sure, I'm sure Alan can you make that You don't have happen. to be live. You can be pre-recorded. Yeah, like pre-recorded. There, there were a lot of the shows are pre-recorded in there, and you just send the shows in. We, 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 you get your own category and stuff. If you're interested, hit me up. We could talk about it. I mean, it's easy. It costs you nothing. It's a platform that you can be on and not have to worry about being removed like YouTube. You know, it's in, yep. you, you do whatever you want. And yeah. you're actually on internet television where people you know who have roku on their smart tvs or the roku box they can watch you in their living room yeah and we actually spoke about it briefly i think a couple it was before before it launched we talked talked about it. i wasn't too familiar with what the platform was going to be because i wanted to avoid a situation like we talked about about the conservatives about not being able to talk about having fun because my whole platform because i didn't know you know what i mean mm-hmm. um because, yeah, I, I never wanted to be in a position. I'm not saying the network. I just I never wanted to be in a position where I did have to report to any sort of network or anybody tell me. what. No, I no, no, no. This is you do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm a big proponent of that. You could say whatever you want. Listen, Jack Posobiec is a cuck. Charlie Kirk is a cuck. Ben Shapiro is a cuck. Alan, Alan loves Jack, to call people faggots. Jack, yeah, everybody's a faggot. Jack Posobiec blocked me on Twitter because after Dr. Oz won his primary, who I'm not a fan of, 
but he won the primary and it was time to stack chips in DC. And he has millions of people on Twitter and he was gang banging on him on Twitter. And I got on there and said, Hey Jack, are you trying to get, are you trying to support Democrats and get an uncooked Turkey with legs elected in the Senate seat of Pennsylvania with the way you're talking, stop being a cunt. And then people started responding to it. And then some uh, buddy of mine was like, oh, hey, people are responding to that tweet, like agreeing with me. And then I went to go see and Jack Vasovic blocked me on Twitter. Really? What a queer. Really, really cunt. Because on Saturday, I'm going to see him. And I know that people that we're mutual friends with are going to introduce me to him at some point. And I'm going to say, oh, yeah, you blocked me on Twitter and tell him why and probably end up telling him because you're a cunt. What's like, the event you're going to on Saturday? It's, a, it's the annual the the New York Republic New York Young Republican uh, Club Gala. There's like 600 people going to be there. Uh, Jack Posobiec, unfortunately, is one of the speakers. Don Jr. is going to be Everyone. there. Uh, you know, uh, Roger yeah, Stone, yeah. Julian, every influencer you can imagine is going to be there. Is that so younger? That's with Rick, right? Uh, Rick Laurie. Is that his organization? See, uh, Gavin Wax is the president. It's the it's pretty much it's the biggest Republican club in the country and the oldest. It's the um, you look them up, New York Young Republican Club. I'm gonna because I'm over forty. I'm an associate member, and I do like some sponsorships and shit. Very cool. But it's uh, but yeah. I, I think Rodney, you'd be a perfect fit for the network, even if you yeah. geared your. Roku? What's that? Do you have Roku TV on anything? Uh, I don't have it right now. I, I've had it before, but yeah, I mean it's. But like I was saying, even if you have, even if you gear your content towards, you know, helping men become men and being more influential that way, it still would fly right on our network. It would be perfect. It doesn't have to necessarily be uh, political content. Gang bang on whoever the fuck you yeah, want. Fuck you want, dude. There's no. Yeah. Well, we, 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 go ahead. I'm, I'm going to wear. Yeah, we, we can talk some more about it. So do you guys know who Emily Wilson is? She goes by uh, Emily Saves America. Yeah. 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 You had her on her show, your, your show recently, didn't you? Yeah, so so her and I have kind of been working on a little project thing, and then I have my other podcast, Lord Petty, but I stopped filming it because I've been, like I said, I moved right now. I'm in LA. I'm just kind of like staying at my sister's house right now, so I don't really don't have the setup to be filming my podcast. So I'm kind of in this weird like transitional period. Um, so I, I can't give any sort of definite answers right now, but it's definitely worth having the conversation because I, I really do like you guys, and I, I like the idea of the platform, so... It's yeah. open anytime you want. Anytime no, you want to talk about no, it. No, no need to make any rash decisions for sure. Uh, not putting you on the spot. Just let you know the offers on the table. No, and I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot. Honestly, it means a lot. You, we love your content. Uh, you're a great dude, and we look forward to doing this again. We definitely got to do this more often, dude. You're uh, you're a breath of fresh air. We need we need more people like you that are free thinkers and able to admit when they're wrong and uh, hold themselves accountable and turn 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 to our side because. Uh, it's wild to hear that you you didn't have these views for most of your life, and uh, people have a hard time coming to grips with that and can't make that decision or uh, hold themselves accountable and, and completely change their paradigm uh, of what they once believed. I like to think in every sick progressive liberal, there's a closeted conservative trying to crawl its way out. It's like vegans. Oh. I think you just, you know, you got to participate in your own rescue in life. And even, I mean, strip the politics away from it. A lot of it just comes to mentality Yeah. because you're not going to, you're not going to meet a lot of just crazy lunatic lefties that love themselves, you know? And so, so you got to go on kind of a personal journey. Then I think your politics kind of automatically align with, um, you know, accountability and self-reliance and things like that. So, um, yeah. 
I think it's a big part of just getting people to work on themselves and the politics will kind of fall in line. And that comes back to the culture war for me too. And where yeah. I really want to make an impact of talking to especially younger guys, you know, I, I would like my target audience to be guys heading into their twenties, kind of confused, feeling, you know, fucked up world, just kind of shaving some years off of their struggle and helping them get to a point where they feel good about themselves they're self-reliant and uh, they don't vote like a fucking lunatic lefty destroying the world. Exactly. See James, he just proved the point that there's more to talking to young guys than in a men's restroom in a seedy bar. See? Oh, all right. Putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. So yeah, like I said, we Rodney, we could keep you here all fucking night. We're having a blast. Uh, but before we run on into another topic for another fucking six hours, yeah, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can buy your book, where they can check out your podcast. Let everybody know. Uh, find me on Instagram. It's probably my main my main uh, source of. Uh, dangerous misinformation at Lord Petty two underscores because the first one got nuked on Twitter at Lord Petty underscore. And you'll let's see all the that's just the easiest. Find me there and you'll see all the links in my bio and my link tree. Okay, we'll definitely check that out. We'll link it down below in the description. Go pick up a copy of the Petty Principles. Go check out the Lord Petty podcast and based news is the other one, correct? Based talk. Based talk. Go check out those podcasts. Subscribe to YouTube while you're while it's still there. Uh, we need to we need to up those numbers, my friend. We need to fucking be a little bit more extreme. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, shout out to our sponsors, uh, My Patriot Cigars. Go to mypatriotcigars.com. Pick up the number one cigars in the game. These things are unbelievable. I am not a huge cigar guy. I enjoy smoking a cigar. My knowledge of cigars is not like my knowledge of weed, um, but I. <laughs> thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed these i smoked them while in the bahamas and if you missed yesterday's show i asked alan live on here put him on the bla on blast because he's running a holiday special for all we the people radio listeners we now not only get 15 percent off we get 25 percent off your entire order from now until december 31st so go to mypagescigars.com pick up a sample pack try one of each pick up a full box uh, the holidays are coming up. This will be the best holiday gift or show up to your holiday party with a box of cigars. Everybody will fucking love you. Um, go to mypagescigars.com. Check them out. And can't forget Kush Creams is the number one topical in the game. 21-time Cannabis Cup Award winning. They're uh, from up by where you're from, uh, Rodney, up in Gig Harbor, Gig Harbor, Washington. Super liberal country, but they're patriots is and we fucking love them, but they won 21 cannabis cups for a reason. This is the number one pain cream I've ever used. And uh, Rodney, you mentioned you're, you're very pale, like both Alan and I, um, I get sunburnt when I go to tropical, I live in Las Vegas. So I, I get sunburnt very easily. Um, and I put on their natural side. I've tried everything for sunburnt, like everything. This is a, this is a quick little reference to see how sunburnt I get. This is me in Miami. Christ. <laughs> That's me in Miami. Definitely um, not a lizard person. No, definitely not a lizard person. Alan's got to train me in the ways of being a lizard person. But that's me in Miami. And uh, I peel and blister. I get all that fun stuff. I've tried everything. Aloe, every cream you could possibly try to stop. Look at that photo. You got more cracked than Harlem in that photo. Yep. What? It was just to show the comparison. It was just to show the comparison. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
I, I burn with the natural sensi. I'll tell you right now, I was just in the Bahamas for vacation. I got really sunburnt like I always do. I put that shit on, didn't peel, didn't blister, nothing. It was absolutely amazing. This cream is, is fantastic. Go to kushcreams.com, code GREAT1776, or WPRUSA for 15% off. Rodney, again, man, we really appreciate you having on. We got to do this again. Um, Anytime, and, uh, man. Thank you. We'll, we'll definitely do this more often. We do a ton of shows, so uh, we'll definitely make time to have Rodney Smith come and gangbang on the government with us. Uh, for myself and Alan, we'll be back. Uh, no, no Friday this week. Fuck. No Friday oh, this week. Alan's away. We'll be Peace back Monday. We'll be we'll back, back Monday, Monday for Monday Madness. We're going to do part two of the Project Veritas video. That's going to be fucking, I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to be so angry again. That shit pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back on Monday, 6.30 Eastern. Come and hang out with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Uh, until next time, where we go one, we go all. See ya. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. 
The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. The truth.